For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions. Only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. Yo, what's the deal, Panther fans? It's your boy, the professor, a.k.a. Tony Dunn. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. Tonight's episode, Cultural Clash, does winning clash with the culture culture clash with winning i don't even know but i'm telling you matt rule knows and uh teddy bridgewater doesn't know they put together a full game when it doesn't matter but the carolina panthers have beaten the washington football team have risen to five and ten on the season now have fallen to ninth in the draft order possibly 13 if things go bad this week We've got a lot to talk about when it comes to the Carolina Panthers' future, the story that is this season, the culture that is building, and we're doing it with the greatest fans ever. The number's 252-228-5098, and I tell you, I love every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. live when I hang out with my homeboys, Cody Lashney is my main man. Cody, welcome back to the C3 Panthers podcast. Tony Dunn, what's up, man? Uh, we're drawing to the end of another season. Um, my YouTube is messed up. I don't know if everyone else's is messed up. Uh, so give us some thumbs up in the chat if our video is good, if the audio is good, uh, if you can hear us and uh, and we're coming in clear to you. Um, but Tony Dunn, yeah, man, um, we're wrapping up the end of another season. And um, I wish we were playing for something. I wish we were playing for something so bad. Pride, pride, homie. Pride, pride, Yeah, maybe maybe a little bit of that. But um, listen, man, no matter what, there's nowhere I'd rather be on a Tuesday night. We've still got the best Panther fans and all of YouTube, and they're rolling into the chat right now. Joey the Blind Panther, Esquivel, Brad Dugan, Chase Weeby, Digtice79, ATX19, Trill1, Tony Dunn, ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. I certainly hope the YouTube is working. Um, it says YouTube not receiving enough video to stream smoothly. But, bro, I'm giving the video. I'm giving it to him. I'm sending it to him. I'm sending it to y'all. And so smash the thumbs up button, please, as uh, it catches up. We got CK in the house. How you doing, my man? Man, uh, you know, just uh, going one week at a time at this point, man. Just waiting for uh, life to just kick back off. And, you know, uh, going into this week, 
just trying to figure out if Sean Payton's really just going to be a dick and let us win or not. Do you think he will? Do they need to win? If they if they have a shot at a bye week, they are absolutely going to try to whoop our ass, right? If they do not have a shot by 430, if and I don't know if it's possible or if the games have been scheduled in a way to make sure that the last, the four o'clock games they have to try, which happens a lot, um, then I would say then at that moment in time, yeah, there's there's a uh, a good chance that they just let it go. Let us win. And then not only from the perspective of they, there's nothing for them to have their starters out on the field for if they've got the um, if they don't have a first round, you know, buy um, or first uh, if they don't have the bye week. But they also would screw us heavily on a draft pick because we would drop significantly in comparison to where we're at now. There's something they would do is something the Patriots would do to a friend in their division. So why should we expect anything less from Sean Payton, the man of many punches in the face? We got Greg, the man of many podcasts. How you doing? The Bat Daddy 52 on Twitter. I'm doing okay, man. Uh, just confused about where, where I'm at right now, where to think about the Panthers. And, uh, you know... It's just every time I feel something about them, I get pulled in a different direction or something else goes wrong or they do something franchise-wise that I didn't see coming. And it's just – it's craziness going on right now. I can't I can't bottle everything up and try to figure everything out, lay it on a piece of paper, try to figure everything out. It's just like an explosion of craziness. Uh, but as far as the Saints go, hell yeah, they'll do that. They did it two years ago to us. They had the number one seed or number two seed locked up. They couldn't go anywhere. We won that game. We dropped like seven positions in the draft by winning that game. So um, they'll definitely do it to us. Wonder Woman 1984 came out this weekend. Oh, you didn't like it. You thought it was terrible. I wasn't a huge fan of it. It wasn't How a bad movie. This? It was an I okay made, movie. I made it 30 minutes into the movie, and I said, "Fuck this shit! I <laughs> I can't even do it anymore." It it's the corn. It's cornier than cow shit. Well, we we did a three hour review on my uh, on my network uh, Sunday night. Go check it out. Oh, it's so bad. It's, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's so bad. It has its flaws for sure. All right, so, all right. Uh, just like the Carolina Panthers and NFL, there are flaws. But you know what? When it comes to the C three Panthers podcast, there are no flaws. Even if there is buffering, all you gotta do is smash the thumbs up button. I bet you this: if you smash the thumbs up button, the stream will get better. Boom. Smash Hopefully. it. Smash it again. Smash it again. Smash it like this big ass thumb I got that I got to get surgically repaired on Thursday. Yuck. Mm. I got a lot to say tonight in my ice up pick about doctors and uh, smart people. And uh, But I love hanging out with you guys. And y'all are smart people. And the Carolina Panthers uh, smartly won... A game this past weekend. I got to tell you this. I came on the post game, guys. I was obliterated. The three shots of tequila that I took as they scored those touchdowns killed me. And I was feeling funky. Try to clear my memory. Bring me through the fog and the haze, Cody. What the hell happened on Sunday? <laughs> um, Nothing good. That's for damn sure. Uh, listen, man, we, uh, we took ourselves, uh, out of a top five pick. Um, we would have been picking number three right now. We're picking number nine. Um, I don't know this, so don't quote me, but I believe the, the best we could do is like five or six, maybe I think even if we lost, but I don't know. 
I did hear that um, it's not official. It's not cemented that uh, the Packers have the one seed. Um, so uh, the Saints, they could very easily uh, you know, be playing to try and win something when they play us. Um, I don't know why we were flexed into prime time at, at four. Uh, that's really confusing. But my thing is this, dude, does the one seed even matter in COVID times? Like with all of the, I mean, there's no home presence, is there? I think like, it does when you're in a place like Lambo, in the winter, middle of the winter. Yeah, true. Yeah, but, yeah. but some places, it yeah, like no, maybe, maybe you know. You know but. Yeah, no, that's a good point. So then, yeah, I mean, look, uh, the Saints have something to play for, and if that's true, I mean, we're not gonna win. <laughs> it's, you know, that's what I was saying earlier to start the show, man. I mean we really miss those times when we're talking about the prospects of what we're going to do in the playoffs, man. But here we are another season in a row coming up on what feels like what the second or third year in a row that we played the saints the last game of the season. I know we did last year. Cause that yeah, went I to feel like we of- always play the saints or the yeah, Falcons I, I, in the last game of the year. I went to the game with my brother last year, uh, saints and the Panthers Terrible rain, nasty outside. Saints just stomped us. Um, yeah, man, I hate not playing for nothing. It, it, it sucks, man. That's that's why we're so upset about not being able uh, to have the, the best pick at a quarterback. You know, we feel like so many of our problems are quarterback related that, um, you know, that's the difference for us. But how about this? The Panthers are such a bad team. That if you manage to fuck around and lose to the Panthers, someone's getting fired, bro. Someone's getting fired. The the Lions fired Matt Patricia. The the Falcons fired Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov. And now uh Dwayne Haskins is no longer. Hey, looks like I heard, I heard this earlier today on the radio and I wasn't sure. Somebody was saying that they're changing the schedules in the NFL. So that way every team plays a conference team game, the last game of the season, so it matters more. And I'm looking at the schedule. Atlanta, Tampa Bay, Dallas, Giants, Jets, New England, Minnesota, Detroit, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Baltimore, Cincinnati. It's, it's all conference matchups. It's nice. So that's good because then it makes it usually matter. Yeah. A little yeah. bit. Um, yeah. Shout out to Nick Montiero. Happy for the W. But Teddy doesn't deserve that W most Panthers thing ever. Thank you for the four ninety nine super chat. Sorry guys for the buffering uh, that is happening, but it's like either we start the whole damn thing over again, which we could, or we can try to hope that the connection catches up. I don't I'm- know. Bringing these cats back in the podcast, the connection now says excelente. Thank you, Nick Montiero, for the super chat in the last broadcast, 499, the love bomb saying this, Teddy Bridgewater doesn't deserve the win. You know, he said after the game, it was the first complete win or complete game of the season. And I wouldn't even say that's the case. It was the same game as always. That's what I'm telling you. You watch the same team all season long with a defense that got better. And I would say that's a good thing. It's like it is what it is, and we knew it was. We've been trying to tell you. C3 Panthers Podcast, the number's 252-228-5098. Cody Lashney in the house. How you doing? 
I'm doing good, man. Uh, hey, we even have some more people that we didn't have in the chat room the first time around. Bubba Pasha, 704-bound Charlotte, Moneybags, Lawson, Shane Welch, Tin Tizzy. What's up, man? We got people people chilling here, uh, ready to talk some Panthers football, man. That's one thing about us Panther fans, man. Good or bad, we're ready to talk some Panthers football. CK, why, what is going on in this streamland? In your streamland, you're streaming all the time, huh, man? You stream. Yeah, man. How do you have a wife still? Well, I stream after she goes to bed. <laughs> so. Does she go to bed? Like, is, I feel like she's sleeping beauty. Yeah, she goes to bed like, uh, yeah, she can't, to put it into perspective, she came in here at eight to tell me good night. So um, now she yeah, sits like, there and TV for a bit and whatnot. But, um, you know, she's typically asleep. I mean, even if it's not quite at 10, you know, 1030 or whatnot. Um, and uh, when she's sleeping, she doesn't care. <laughs> so, uh, she's like, hey, he's not watching porn. He's playing video games like a crazy motherfucker. I tell you this. You know, it's hard playing video games with no thumb. Hmm. Have you tried? I've been playing uh, on my daughter's computer that I got her for Christmas. <clears throat> and uh, right now I'm on that Paladins sure. joint, which is the Overwatch knockoff of knockoffs. Is it fun? I don't like him. I, I, I can't do those champion type uh, games, honestly. Why? It's just boring to me. Yeah, it depends on it, it, it depends on which one. League of Legends was fun for a while, but then um yeah, it, it just depends. Is it a shooter like Overwatch? Yeah, yeah it's yeah, exact it's, it is Overwatch exactly. Like if you could just uh, it's the yeah. same exact fucking game. Same game, but it's free and it's, it's all right for a little while. But you all also yeah. play Call of Duty till your eyes bleed. You play Warzone until your eyes bleed, homie. Yeah, like, come on, you, you know can't what? be like I get I get bored like that, I'm man. Bored. At some point, that is boring too. I have 130 wins in Warzone now. Nice. Mm. That's really yeah, like All right, we got Greg, the man of many podcasts, the guy who does not like the new Wonder Woman. I watched it with my little girls. Cody said this earlier that um, he gave it. I don't believe you gave it 30 minutes, Cody. I believe you only gave it 15. The first 15, cheese as fuck. But they were meant to be cheesy. I think I have decided that it was meant to be cheesy on purpose. Yeah, but in, in, in a day and age, look, this isn't a movie show, but I'll just say this. In a day and age where movie superhero movies are being made at their best and they have never no, been they're better. they're worn out. That played. kind of bullshit is just not acceptable anymore. Here's like, I don't understand how, how a group of, of, of executives are, are so toned up and blind to how fucking corny and terrible something is. Like, I just, I don't get it. I didn't dislike the movie. I just wasn't really impressed with it. There were a lot of plot problems, a lot of things that looked really bad to me. Cody, you said the best quote the other day. Um, I can't remember what the exact quote about how she was the empowerment of women for for generations or yeah, like, for years. Yeah. The, 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 the embodiment of female empowerment and her sole character motivation is, oh, I miss my boyfriend. I wish she was like, come on, man. Like, it's so dumb. Like, there's no character development. It's just, it, it sucks, man. Can it we sucks. talk one thing before we move on? Sure. 
armor was an the stupidest thing. Like it literally was a glorified shield that was literally lasted five minutes. No, I couldn't even tell you I didn't make it that far. Against the That's what bothered lighter. you. That's what bothered you. The armor this built, this built up thing. Like the armor, it was supposed to be this incredible. I disagree. Thing. All, I thought the golden armor was badass. Hey, it it, it would have been badass if it didn't literally stay like she lo- she lost the armor within five minutes of having it on, and it did nothing but provide her a wall to stand still and get beat. No, she was Fuck, wearing Cheetah down. She was tiring her out. It was like a boxing match. But you realize that that was supposed to be the armor that was supposed to be this incredible. All this effort was put in. Cheetah is Wonder Woman, though. Yeah, she was. Listen, listen, listen. Listen, I have to say this. No, we're we're taking away time when we should be talking about soul. If we're going to be talking about Mm -hmm. another movie, I promise you, for you and your whole family, your children, it is one of Pixar's best movies ever. It is perfect for adults and for kids. It is a beautifully made movie. Jamie Foxx is wonderful. Watch Soul with your family and don't even give Wonder Woman another thought of your life. Uh, I promise you'll thank me later. I agree with uh, what Greg said is the swooping down in the beginning on the, uh, was like kind of, you know, with the, the, it just, but I like the making fun of the eighties. Like that's like, I understand that, you know, but uh, I, you know what I don't like is you're talking about female empowerment and this and that. Which is this is the opposite of female empowerment. Like I, th- Wonder Woman, whoever that Israeli Sal, what's her name? Sal so yeah. Oh my goodness, she is like a. Mm. Mm. She, she has all right, but hold on, don't be. A but why? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to be a hypocrite here. It's like I'm all about female empowerment, but they made her like a snooze fest bore, and I wanted cheat, and I wanted no, to mess with the blonde. You always make fun of me for having a crush on Caroline Can, and Caroline Can has no ass and no anything else. Gal Gadot is the same way. She has a beautiful face, but she has Where no body to her. <laughs> I don't, the way, I don't believe that. I have have you? Mm. No, that's another problem I have with Wonder Woman. Why can't we have a big buff-ass female Wonder Woman? Mm. Like, why does she have to be a toothpick? Like, why can't it just be a big burly bitch? I know. I know. Like, that's well, what I, I want. Bring me the butt. Anyway, it's this, we're here to talk about the Carolina Panthers, not Wonder Woman. Uh, the number's 252-228-5098. The Carolina Panthers defeated the Washington football team and... Uh, in what has become a discussion now led by the team trying to shame fans. I feel like uh, Darren Gant and Bill Voth have been on the internet trying to shame us for not being happy that we won. And um, I've seen like uh, all of these tweets and this and that from them, and it's like we're building a culture and all I could say is this, Cody, is that uh, if building a culture requires beating a shitty-ass Washington football team with the worst quarterback in the history of football and um, a team that is now got the head coach that was your head coach who was brought into Washington to give them football culture, I don't even understand what that statement means. Is... Uh, Seventy percent of the players on this team are not going to be here next year. 
look, I'm not. I don't. I want our players to go out and play hard. I understand. I understand Zilstra jumping on the fucking football and getting a touchdown like he's supposed to do that. He ain't going to be on the Carolina Panthers next year, right? He got to try to say, I'm going to play special teams for San Diego or, or not San Diego, Las Vegas, something. You know what I'm saying? He's putting together his team. You've got uh, Phil Snow who's trying to build his unit and try to show us that the three three five ain't no joke. I understand that. I'm not trying to get the team to actually win. But, man, the f- Dwayne Haskins was so bad, bro. How can you not win? How can you not win? And how did Ron Rivera start Haskins? Like, they waved him after the game. They should have waved. Why Why is How is he so yeah, bad? Why not, why not do it after the strip club? Especially when the NFL is cracking down on everybody for violating COVID protocols and shit. Like, if he went back there and gave the whole team COVID when you're trying to win the NFC East, like, yeah, I, I, I was actually, yeah. yeah, I was actually listening to uh, uh, Peter King talk about it. And kudos to him. He came down on Ron Rivera. He's like, everyone's, you know, commending him. He should have done this sooner. And I do agree. And, and it's another trend of Ron Rivera kind of waiting too long to, to do what needs to be done. I mean, we only fired Mike Shula after the entire fan base wanted his head on a spike. So, you know, uh, it's typical Ron Rivera. Um, listen, we all know this. If Taylor Heineke had come in for even three or four minutes of time than he had, we would have lost. Hands down, we would have lost. He was throwing deep balls. If it wasn't for his idiot receivers dropping footballs right by the end zone, I mean, they were going to tie the game with enough time left. So, I mean, it's embarrassing because it says our offense is as bad as we think it is, even though the stats don't say that. We have three 1,000-yard offensive players on our team, potentially four after after this this coming Sunday. So uh, if Curtis Samuel gets 70 yards this Sunday, then he will have 1,000 yards on the season. That will be him. Uh, um, DJ Moore. No, he got seven hundred. Oh, you mean uh, receiving yards? Excuse me. Okay. Yeah, receiving yards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But who? It'll be him, DJ Moore, and Robbie. Robbie. And DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, and and we have and and we have a thousand yard rusher in Mike Davis. Did Mike Davis hit a thousand yard? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How about that? Uh, Undrafted or whatever the hell, fourth round or whatever comes in after we pay Christian all that money and rushes for a thousand yards in his first season. Would, yeah, but it definitely know. wasn't twenty five hundred yards in total scrimmage yards. Yeah. yeah but, but but we did make make up for it in other means. We have mm-hmm. three other one thousand yard players. So yeah. but I mean you, again we can I I'll say this just because I think it's Christian be sad for having great players. That's what I think yeah. CK is really getting at. It's like, why should we be sad about having Chris McCaffrey, who would have made us better? The question is this, is that you just can't say that we just didn't have Christian McCaffrey and we would have been so much better, is that having right. Christian McCaffrey would have been two more wins. That's yeah. really what it would have been. It would have been two more wins, and that's good. We would have loved those two wins, right? And that's why we shouldn't have paid them. Hmm. All right. I know you guys in your analytic GM minds, but he, there is an argument for special players. 
right? Mean, is that this? Players. Is that like you, uh, is Tyreek Hill just a wide receiver or is he an exceptional wide receiver? It was was Barry Sanders just a running back or was he the most exceptional one? I think Christian McCaffrey is an exceptional player. I don't yeah. think I think he he falls in the tier, Cody. That is not like it's just not quantifiable in the same way. It's like different. Like couldn't you? It's kind of like fantasy football. All right, which I won my fan. Uh, kudos to you, Greg, winning your fantasy. I won mine. <clears throat> uh, I'm in this dynasty fantasy football league, guys, where. We have a salary cap each year of $20 million, and a first-round pick is worth $20 million. So you could keep a first-round pick, you know. And then, like, a 10th-round pick is worth, like, $3 million. And the goal, what you're trying to do is grab some guys in this dynasty league, and you can only keep a player for four years. That's the rule, right? Uh, I picked Alvin Kamara in the 12th or the 14th, like the 12th round his rookie year. Oh, no. Yeah, and I've kept him every year, and he's been great, man. I'm telling you, he's been great the whole time. Last year he was hurt. This year he was a fucking monster. It's the last year. It's the last year I can have him. He put up, he had six touchdowns in the championship game. I walked out a Thursday night or whatever up 56 to nothing on this dude. Like it was over. I I had Jared Goff, man, as my starting quarterback. My starting quarterback had like eight points. I still smoked this homie. My point being is this, is that some ways he's just a running back, just a player. But sometimes there's an exceptional level of players, right? There's a difference between a Patrick Mahomes and a Jared Goff. Yeah. But and I mean, in fantasy, like they say it's only, oh, well, that's only 12 points. Well, no. Yeah. it's it's. Yeah. I, I think the exceptional sensational is hard to quantify. Yeah, I agree. But my like my concern, like, from I – I know where Cody's coming from, right? Because there's so much money – to be you have to pay cornerbacks and offensive lines right but and because you know cody i know you believe that these positions are so easily replaced the problem is when you look at other teams that don't have these weapons and they paid all those other pieces and still aren't doing what you're talking about you've got to put weapons behind them otherwise we're doing exactly what we've been doing to cam his entire career not providing him a, 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 a decent weapons to be able to get the ball to until the end of it. And then, you know, obviously the offensive line is something that's going to be hit or miss from year to year sometimes. You well, know? but no, we're talking about two different things. Yeah, maybe a 1,000-yard rusher and receiver isn't something that you're going to be able to replace, but we have three other receivers with 1,000 yards, and Mike Davis has 1,000. Yeah. And last year we had the same identical record with Christian McCaffrey. So again, it, this move was because we had to put Kyle Allen and Ron Rivera. I mean, again, we're talking about moving the goalposts as you talk about. You had a completely just crappy uh, team last year. It wasn't even close to being as good as it is this year, right? Um, not even close. And and Christian McCaffrey was still able to help elevate this team to a position where they were winning. Well, we lost games. every single game that Christian McCaffrey has played in this year. Yeah, but guess I mean, what? Literally every have, single you gone, game. have you gone to look at those games and see how much of an impact he had? Like you watch that Kansas City game, 
you think that would have been anywhere close? If it didn't equal a W, it didn't, it, it wasn't enough. It like, wasn't enough, but, Tyree, but Hill, for example, even someone like Tyreek Hill is more important to the Kansas City Chiefs, even with all those, all with all those weapons they have. Tyreek Hill is more important to Kansas City than Christian McCaffrey is to us. Because that's their... Yeah, I disagree. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Tyreek Hill represents their ability to completely flip the football field from anywhere on the field. They could be at their 10-yard line and throw a touchdown. Okay? that Christian McCaffrey doesn't equal that level of danger. And that's I disagree. Right. And that is, hold on. Yeah, that I is disagree too. the biggest facets of the Kansas City Chiefs offense. But let's they talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. The that you like from the Chiefs has signed Sammy Watkins to a pretty good deal. Uh, Tyreek yeah. Hill's making ridiculous money. Their running back situation is just beneficial because they got a rookie running back back there um, and Le'Veon Bell on a, on a really cheap contract. They're going to end up having to pay one of the, you know, their, you know, you know, Edward Solaire. Um, they're paying the weapons. They're paying them, and they're paying their quarterback, and they're finding a way to make it happen. If you're saying that that position is replaceable, why didn't they replace them? If they're the, if they're the standard, they kept the people that have gotten to that to that point. You're, we're talking about letting go of Christian McCaffrey. We're talking about letting go of of Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, because we don't value their position. Out of all those positions that you just mentioned, how many of them is a running back? What do you mean? Out of all those positions that they paid in Kansas City, which one of those players is a running back? They haven't had to. They haven't had to go to that point yet. They haven't oh, gotten to that point. My, my, my point is still the same. They're not it's paying not, a running they, back that much money. They did. They paid. Who was it before uh, Kareem Hunt? They had that Jamal Charles. They paid him at that yeah, point. That's, in time. Cool. that's a brand new GM, brand new everything. But what I'm talking about is you. You, you had Kareem Hunt, and guess what? They were to. They would have paid Kareem Hunt if he was still there. If he hadn't had that issue that he had, he would have gotten paid at Kansas City. And you know it. They weren't going to let that guy. Yeah, dude, they, have would have. Then Kansas City I just feel like it's hard to. It, it is look is again. Yeah, it reminds yeah, me of way, fantasy. Here, if fa- it reminds <laughs> me of fantasy football, and when the idea is about the drop off and this and that is that I don't draft a quarterback in the first round in fantasy football. I wait because you know what, Matt Stafford statistically isn't that as far off from Matt Ryan or Tom Brady in a way, you know, is that you need to make your money in places where the drop-off is statistically larger. And I think that that's what the argument that you're making, Cody, relies on. But I just feel like there's a, a star factor, an it factor sometimes, to where it outshines that that model, right? Yeah, well, is that, that is this, is that ultimately you could say this, is that like the difference between Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson is negligible in a way. We need to pay these other, you know, you could find a mathematical equation that supported that. But then at some point you just say like, Patrick Mahomes right now is like unsub. He's like a magic man. Maybe it's not Tyreek Hill. You know, maybe it's everything else. And I just, 
I feel like Christian McCaffrey kind of enters that conversation of a different level of player and where he transcends his position. Well, let's listen to this, Cody. Let's I'm gonna, I'm going to take cuz Tyreek Hill was injured last year, so I'm not going to use his stats. So I'm going to use his stats from his best season. He had 1479 yards, 12 touchdowns. That's okay? a lot. That's a That's lot. A lot. That's a lot. It's last year, lot. last year, Christian McCaffrey had thirteen eighty-seven rushing and fifteen touchdowns. So, can we say that's a wash right there? That's, no. that's pretty even. Yes. No, 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 no. Why, why can't we say that? No, no, no. Oh, yeah, the no. Of oh, yards, oh, okay, no, no. So, no. Here's the difference. Christian McCaffrey, as Trill One says in our chat, the whole league thinks that CMC is a whole offense. He's a whole And he still oh, did I that. He still did that. Tyreek Hill on a roster that has all these other players still had almost not at that point. Not at that point, he didn't. Not, not in 2018, he didn't. So what stats? That, what that, year, that, what year are you reading? I'm going from, from, from his best year. I pulled his best year. What Chris year was that? His best year. 2018. 1,479 yards, 12 touchdowns. His best year. He has more touchdowns yeah. this year, but less yards. So which would you rather go with? Because either way, he doesn't have more touchdowns than Christian McCaffrey had. His best year. But and what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, you can take what his receiving yards in his best year, Christian McCaffrey's rushing yards in his best year, that's a wash. Now, let's add Christian McCaffrey's receiving yards. Because Christian McCaffrey had 1,005 receiving yards and four touchdowns. And let's look at uh, Tyreek Hill's rushing yards. He had 30 the, the whole part of that Kansas City Chiefs offense is their ability to open it up over the top. It's literally the most important part. It's what won them the Super Bowl. It is quite literally what I won thought, them the I Super thought I thought jumping up and down, yeah, turning yeah, around in a circle no, was their most important part. No, let me say something real quick. Uh, we had Christian McCaffrey last year, and we're, 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 we're no better off at record-wise than, than we were last year, and all the oh, yards, all the yards that he provided us have been replaced by other players on the football team. That's what not I'm the saying. touchdowns. Not, how about where? where how about the touchdowns? Have you replaced the touchdowns? No, no, you haven't. Tyreek Hill was out. Would he be replaced by all the other players on his team? I'm pretty sure he would be. His, his numbers. His now, I'm almost. No- pos- I'm almost positive the rest of the team could. Carry. Yeah. It's like if Tyreek kills well, out, I'm pretty sure. Mike Davis ran for almost as many yards. Yeah, but yeah, how many, how many touchdowns they have? How many touchdowns they have? Yeah. Listen, no matter how you judge, listen, Christian McCaffrey is an incredible football This player. argument, a this is, here is where this argument fails. And I'm sorry, Cody, you're wrong on this. You're wrong on this. And the argument fails here is that that ultimately this is that positions are more important than players. That's what your argument is, is positions are more important than players. The position they play. Now, listen, listen to me. So the idea is this, is that, oh, well, we can have a top five left tackle. We're going to pay him $72 million. He could be beat like a fucking drum. Oh, no. We're going to pay him $70 million, but it's a bad idea to pay pay Christian McCaffrey, who's going to beat those bitches like a drum. That's where you are saying that positions are more important than players. And And ultimately is this, is that because Christian McCaffrey plays a position... That is not as valuable in your mindset 
is more is he's less important than the player. He's very talented. He is not worth the dollar amount that we paid him. He does not. All right, let's change that to this. Is it that not, it doesn't equal victories? That listen, you can say it all you want, but there is no data. What? How about this? Is that if we would have paid what number? All right, no, 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 no. What number? If we would have paid him, would it have been acceptable in your mind? What, what, what are we paying him now? Pick the number. You pick the number. Is it sixty-one? Is it fifty-seven? You know, I mean, like ultimately, is this? Is you're upset? That we paid him $64 million or whatever it was. Well, my, my, I listen, I know. No, but what, what is the number? What if we would have paid him uh, $61 million? What is the actual number where his the player exceeds the position? I mean, dude, not. All right, let's see. His average salary is $16 million a year. So, 10 so, so you so you oh, spread bro. the other six million dollars out. You spread the other six million dollars out. You so you're saying spreading the other six million dollars out to nobodies, or to a sinner, or to this. No, how about this? Is we give three of that to Teddy. Let's give two of it to Teddy. Let's give two of it to James Bramberry, and then all of a sudden that makes you feel better. No, I'm we're not over. First of all, is that he's not getting paid sixteen million dollars a year? There's no way. Taylor Moulton is far more important to the future success of this football team than Christian McCaffrey. Lies, lies. you are lies. That's lies. That's straight lies. You have not seen him play in week. I'm gonna go pull. If you fucking say Curtis Samuel is more important than Chris McCaffrey, I hit him with the hit him with the buzzer, CK. Hit him with yes. That McCaffrey's doing, dude. Do not ever fucking say that again. The day we signed him, and I want to see the reaction. Is more elusive, a lot cheaper. Yeah. No way, bro. Have you, if you watched oh Christian McCaffrey God. on the field, like, let's go back. Look, I want you to compare highlight to highlight. I love Curtis Samuel, but if you. I don't. Fuck Eagles, Curtis Samuel, yo. Fuck Curtis Samuel. I will say that right now. Cody, if you're going to keep talking argument, shit about Christian McCaffrey. 100% out of the time, you're going to lose that argument. The difference between me and y'all. Is y'all in your emotions? No, yeah. no, that's some what? bullshit. That's the biggest bullshit I ever heard in my life. We're in you our emotions. You love Cody. Let's, let's talk hair. some Trevor Lawrence. His adorable blue eyes. His <laughs> no, no, because here you're a straw. It's a straw man argument. It's a straw man argument. If if uh, Christian McCaffrey just played. Curtis Samuel's position, you'd be sucking his dick right now. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen, it listen. This, this, is, this is coming from the guy who says all these positions are replaceable, but I'm okay with trading away every draft pick. <laughs> to get another guy. And let me For ask the you something. Important <sighs> position but you're talking about the ability to replace those as a college player, Trevor no, Lawrence, no. Let's stick with C Mac and Curtis Samuel. C Mac, Curtis Samuel. 
See, Matt Curtis Samuel. Yeah, how much are you going to pay Curtis Samuel? Tell me, how much oh. is he worth? Is he worth 13, 14? I would, I would have Curtis Samuel be running back and see what he does and have Christian McCaffrey We've be running back. Hey, running back Curtis Samuel. No, 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 no. And he got 70 fucking yards. He's the full-time running back. See if he can do what Christian oh. McCaffrey can do. Because I guarantee you Christian McCaffrey can do what Curtis Samuel can do uh, receiving the ball. So, right I mean, come on, come on, dude. It's so dumb. It's so fucking dumb. The fact that you even put Curtis Samuel's name in the same sentence as Christian McCaffrey is fucking insanity, dude. It's fucking insanity. You're talking about a slot receiver. You're ready to play a slot receiver. $13 $13 million for 700 yards of offense, but this mug ain't where it's saying paying him $13 million. That's what he's going to be. That's exactly what he's going to be. What do you think of where? I would have traded him. No, no, but what is No, you want to keep him. You said you want to keep him. I wanted to trade You him. just said he was just as valuable as Christian McCaffrey. No, let me tell you, no. So this is what I'm, this is what I'm I will give you a $3 million pass, bro. This mug. This is what I'm saying about positional value. Mm. Taylor, okay. For as good See? As Position is more important to the play right, than the player. And that is bullshit that is when right. it comes Taylor to. Moulton. Taylor Moulton is worth paying more than Curtis Samuel. Bottom line. We ain't talking yeah. about that. Well, duh. Well, fucking duh. We, I could have told you that last year. It's Taylor Moulton. He's irreplaceable, bro. Taylor Moulton, irreplaceable. Irreplaceable. Is he the best player at his position, Taylor Moulton? Uh, right tackle. No. Sure. It's no. Do Okay. Yeah, for real. I really do. Well, so is Christian McCaffrey. Okay. Exactly. But number one. Hey, do this. Number one, best running back in the NFL. Still mm-hmm. doesn't deserve that money. I don't know. Best yeah. running back in the NFL still doesn't deserve that dollar amount. Why? Period. All right. How about this? Why is it? What wasn't one of the people that that Cody wanted to be our GM, Jeff Ireland? Yeah. What'd they just do? They paid the fuck out of Alvin Kamara. They paid the fuck out of him. Why? Because he sucked. It was not worth it. Why is it that these teams are paying Dalvin Cook? Why is it that they're paying these guys then? If they're not worth it, are you just saying that they are all of them are wrong. The the only the, there's only one player that has proven to be worth it at the position. Tyreek Hill. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is the beginning, middle, and end of the Tennessee Titans offense. Oh my gosh. Okay. I just uh, cannot agree with this. Like, if anything, is like I understand that he's a beast. He's been beasting it, but he's more one dimensional. No, he's not. He bounces it to the outside. He runs up the middle. He ain't Either way, I don't, I don't think in his best, I don't think in his best year, his best year is better than Christian McCaffrey's best year. Take the injury away. Maybe Christian McCaffrey's putting up numbers just like he is this year. Look at the first few games he played. When you took Christian McCaffrey out of our offense, 
we had the same number of wins as we did last year. Take Derrick Henry off. But the we're a completely Titans different team, homie. We're a completely different team. That you cannot use that stat. That's not that's a false stat to say well that's like saying, Well, you know what? We didn't have Christian McCaffrey in two thousand and seven and we have four wins. Oh, well, I mean but, but yeah. same team. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, that doesn't make any fucking sense. That makes zero sense. We didn't have Robbie Anderson last year. We didn't have Mike Davis last year. We had, like, we the list of players that we did and didn't have, we're completely different. We have a different coach. We have a different, it's not, that, that, that is a, it's a straw man argument. It's sleight of hand, Cody. That's sleight of hands. Look over here. See you. All right, all right, how about this? Y'all want to ask me the questions? Demonstrate to me how he's worth it. What, what's worth again? It I tried to ask you this: Would fourteen million dollars make you feel better? No. Twelve. I don't want to, I, I don't, I don't how about want this? To Pick your want. team. Pick your team and see what they're paying. Like you know what I'm saying? All like right, is I'm this? Not. Is that? I can I can move money around in the NFL. I could be like, you know what? I'm taking a million dollars from Stephen Wellerly, but did this and this, and all of a sudden, Christian McCaffrey got four million dollars more than somebody else. Like that's a, it's a, is is that you are? Is is this? Is that he is not worth it because of the number? Well, then what is the exact number? How about this? Twelve. If he took a pay cut to twelve, is that would that be okay with you? I wouldn't want to pay more than eleven. But why? That's an arbitrary number. It's an arbitrary. You just picked 11. You just picked 11. What I'm saying is not hard. How about 11.5? How about 11.5? Would you take that? 12? I told you I wouldn't want to go above 11. See? Oh, my God. I would not want to go above 11 because all of the yards that McCaffrey gives to us, for as good as he is, it is so much cheaper to find someone like a Mike Davis who runs yeah. for Pay him $8 million. Dollars. Pay him $8 million. Ugh. Again, y'all, listen, y'all love the player, and I do too. Y'all think I No, it's him. not even. I no, it's like not him. the player. I didn't even want us to draft him, man. I was a Leonard, Leonard Fournette, dude. I was yeah, wrong I as a motherfucker. I was wrong. Yeah. I was completely wrong. All I'm just trying to say is this, is that, what? It, how about this? Would you rather have Taylor Moten for $14 million a year or Matt Khalil for nine? I'm going to say this. It's like, I don't give a fuck, man, what position he plays. He sucks. Matt Khalil sucks a dick. So I don't care if we're saving a $1 million or $7 million. Like, you are... Making a mountain over a $5 million molehill. No, but no, you're talking about, oh, well, <laughs> if it's just a position, then that means you pay someone like Matt Khalil, and even they're more important than McCaffrey. No. Yes, that's what you're that. saying. No, that's exactly what you're saying. Taylor Moten's worth it. Taylor Moten is good at his job. And when you're good at tackle, that's way more fucking important than being good at running back, dude. And that's just non-emotional. That's it's the real not, truth. It's crazy. That's the real You're truth. Crazy. Crazy. It's just fitting your narrative. All right. Um, so oh, Panthers. Hey, real quick. 57 people watching. 22 likes. We're here bitching about contracts and Christian McCaffrey for fucking half an hour. Hit the like button. 
Come on. We're putting on a show. Again, we're more fun than watching the actual Panthers. A lot of times. Yep. Yep. What's going on with uh, Brian Burns? The Panthers defense. Oh, but <laughs> how about this? Is Brian Burns' brother? You know him, uh, CK, don't you? Ask Clover. Is, did CK leave? CK got so, pissed. Yeah. It was like, fuck you, Cody. You and your bullshit. <laughs> um, uh, Sam Clover with S. Clover. Dude, he's calling out Teddy Bridgewater like a motherfucker all day long. I was like, I tried to tell. We tried telling y'all motherfuckers. We tried telling you. He said, all right. So he said all the same stuff. But what's up with Brian Burns? Did he get hurt? I don't know. Is that I just saw a quote. Like I said, I got obliterated on Sunday. The the tequila hit me quick. Man, once we started scoring touchdowns, I started taking tequila shots. I was like, damn. Every draft pick we dropped, I was like, shot, shot. It was terrible. Anyway, um, I saw him. I saw Brian Burns uh, a quote saying, I'll, uh, "If I can play, I'm gonna play." Is that reference yeah. to an injury, or is that just him saying like it's the last game of the season? I'm gonna fucking play. Uh, I would imagine the injury, huh? He was questionable last week. The article came out on Christmas says he was questionable. I so. still pissed that my man said Curtis Samuel and Christian McCaffrey in the same sentence. Yeah. You're, you're emotional. Emotional? Nah, y'all love Curtis Samuel way too much, homie. You guys think Curtis Samuel is way better than he is. He's a better athlete than McCaffrey. That's a fucking lie. That's a lie. It's a straight lie. What can he do better than McCaffrey that, that, uh, other than run fast? What can he do better? He's faster, he's more he's not, elusive. He's not now a better he's receiver. He's more it. elusive. What do you mean he's more elusive? What? Based on what? But yeah, but that's a, yeah, that's a, he's just using buzzwords, dude. Yeah, that's ba- buzzwords. No, buzzwords. What are you basing that no, on that he's more elusive? He's a faster runner. He can run away from someone. Dude, John Ross is the fastest runner in the NFL. And guess how great of an athlete he is. Such bullshit. He has like four drops in his entire career. Are you going to tell me that Curtis Samuel isn't elusive? I didn't say he no, wasn't elusive. No, I'm not going to say this. is. But you're saying that he's more elusive than Christian McCaffrey with nothing to base it on except you say no, okay. that's what, exactly what right. Tell him, Greg. Tell him, Greg. He's a faster player. And nah, you just this is such bullshit. Faster than McCaffrey, and he makes people miss. He's been Curtis Samuel must have given you a hand job before this show started, honey. That's ridiculous. No, you're emotional. You're emotional. That's what people I'm a, say when their argument isn't a sound, man. Like no, we're both on the same level here. I don't care oh if you my tell goodness! Me I'm, I'm not telling you, you're analysts. I'm telling you, you're fucking that. crazy at this point. At this point, All I don't right. care what numbers hey. you're. You know what, um, Donald? I I was uh, so the Panthers game. Uh, I was listening to the Panthers game on the radio on the way to the sports bar on Sunday. Because, and anyway, long story short, the radio channel got left on the channel that the broadcast was on for like two days. And I have stepped away from anything in life, discussions that matter, 
Like, I've been the most mad over this discussion about Christian McCaffrey and Curtis Samuel. (laughs) As most people are mad about, like, everything in life, like COVID and the news and shit. Anyway, the radio station that the Panthers broadcast is on in Greenville is the super conservative station. Like, so it's got Glenn Beck. It's got Rush Limbaugh. Right? And I am listening. It got, you know, I just... it. I left it on the station and then I listened to him for like a day and a half, you know, I mean like 20 minutes here and there. Right. And ultimately they did the same thing. It was just like this. It was like, uh, when you disagree with me, you're the fucking crazy emotional person. And, uh, like, uh, I'm the same one. So Cody, you are Rush Limbaugh of this podcast. That's what you are. You're not even Rush Limbaugh. You're like the backup Rush Limbaugh. Oh, shut up. You're the backup wow. Rush Limbaugh. Listen, none of you have demonstrated to me. Oh, you're, oh, oh, this is what I was going to say. Oh, this is what I was going to say. I forgot. I forgot. I, I, I lost where I was going. We had the same record last year. We have an extra 1,000-yard receiver. And we have a one thousand yard. You know, you know what? You know what, Cody? That means the Matt rule. That means the Matt rule is no better than than Ron Rivera. And I don't want to hear you say. That. <laughs> oh oh man, Joe Brady is just. You know what? Joe Brady is worse than Mike Shula, bro. Joe Brady's worse than Mike Shula. I'm just saying that's your rule. You're setting them. Dude, yeah. Matt rule has hey, been. Um, Matt rule has been a, a surprise. This season, the fact that we're as competitive as we are Ooh, is yeah. a testament to our coaching. Staff. Cody, how much better is our offensive line this year? <laughs> Cody Limbaugh Lashney. <laughs> That's what Brad Dugan said. Cody Limbaugh Lashney. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't hear it. How much better is our offensive line than this year? How much? How much better is what now? our offensive line from last year? Uh, better. I, I it's mean, the I best offensive you... line we've had since 2015. Two dollars and seventy-five cents. That's what he's gonna say. It's two dollars and seventy-five cents. Better, I would pay. I'd rather have a Big Mac. For- Last year, you'd say it was the worst offensive line we've had in years, and Christian McCaffrey still put up those numbers. Well, I would say Let's have a conversation. Past, no, I would say the pass protection is, uh, is better this year. No, there's a difference. No, now you're saying you don't understand the difference between bro. run blocking and pass block. Pass blocking. And run blocking are two different things. They are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Our offensive line is better pass protecting this year, but we're, you know, the dude, whatever. We have a thousand yard rusher. Because so, we feed him the ball because they don't trust our off our quarterback, which is exactly what happened last year with Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen was able to do the same stuff that Teddy Bridgewater was doing this year because Christian McCaffrey was in the lineup. Well, I mean, Greg, you have been saying Christian and uh, uh, I mean, not Christian. Kyle uh, Allen and Kyle Allen Bridgewater, and Teddy yeah. Bridgewater are the same person. So again, on a relatively equally talented football team from this year to last, we have uh, again a one thousand yard rusher and an extra one thousand yard receiver. <laughs> we, we we literally replace hey. all of the stats. That Christian, no, 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 no. We didn't quick, replace quick. touchdowns. I, 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 I yeah. right we didn't replace no touchdowns. We we complain about Teddy Bridgewater because he throws for all these yards. People are like, oh, he's thrown for the third, fourth most yards in the NFL. And what do we say? Empty calories, empty calories, right? How many touchdowns does Mike Davis have? 
Does he count? Does he account for like? Does he account for the nineteen or twenty touchdowns that Christian McCaffrey does in the year? If he he doesn't, then you can't say we've replaced. I've never. I have. This is the most mad I've been all season, Cody. Oh, I have not been yeah, this there's upset. No, there's no way you, you can't say without replacing those touchdowns, he's replaced Christian McCaffrey. You can't. Well, yeah, they shut us down in the red zone because they know it doesn't we matter. No we have, but they, but they didn't shut Christian McCaffrey down in the red zone, so that's that's the point. They they didn't do it. I mean, that, that's that's uh, the only thing, you know. Yeah, not we all have. the time. But then I remember other times, not nineteen times, where he very visibly was stopped on the red zone. <laughs> I understand. That I, that I feel like, Cody, if we went to go buy a car, say we went to go buy a car, we were looking for him. We were looking for this exact make and model, right? Exact make and model with these features. We got the leather. We got this. We got the color. You know, everything's right. We go to the dealership and we say, we're going to pay $15,000 for it. That's it. That's my top line. And they say, it's $16,000. That's as low as we can go. And you go, well, it ain't worth that. And then they're like, well, you can go buy that Hyundai over there for fucking $9,000 if you want. And you're like, nope. Sorry. That $1,000 is a 100% deal. Can I provide to you a much better analogy? No, because it's not much better. It's a different analogy. Let's put a different. How about this? You provide me a different analogy, and I'll judge if it's better. Okay. You are paying $500 for a premium steak when you could have a perfectly good, fully loaded, stuffed crust pizza for 10 bucks. Now, at the end of the day, do you have to have, uh, you know, a, a steak is a much better dinner? No doubt, no question. But at the end of the day, you're going to get just as full Eating the piece of pizza. And First of all, that is uh, much more. Other bills, yeah. and you'll be able to go and it's buy more exaggerative. It is more exaggerative. It is more. You're again saying that we've replaced what Christian McCaffrey did last year, and we haven't. You haven't provided a stat that shows that. Other than the touchdowns, we have a thousand yards. Fuck, fuck Christian McCaffrey. Let's pay Curtis Samuel. Let's cut everybody and pay Curtis Samuel. All right, anyway. Um, the now defense. Saying, I'm saying something I'm not. That's exactly wanted, what you I said. To trade Samuel. Oh, I you can't to... say that now. You think he's more important though? He was valuable to us at a point in time, and I would have traded him. Elusive proximity said those are empty calories, bro. He said the pizza isn't filling my belly with TDs in the red zone. You know what that you know what that does, Cody? You can get a prime piece of pussy, or you can look at this porno with a nice little. You go with the the full pizza that has all the carbs and all that stuff. You're just asking yourself to go ahead and have a horrible future moving forward if that's the the decision you make. Instead of eating better, it might be more expensive. But guess what? Now you have a long term problem. It means I'm full. And I have money to go see a movie today. That night. Today, guess what? You're full today. That's some bullshit, bro. That's saying that McDonald's is as good as Gordon Ramsay. I'm not saying they're as good. I'm saying I have. He gets the job done. That's what you're saying. Money for more other important shit, and I'm full. That's the point. Mm. I got so many nasty sex references to make. Love him. 16 million dollars every year 
No running back has worked that. Here's my I'm biggest sorry. thing, Cody, right here. Is you, you say that we're one quarterback away from being a playoff contending team, right? Who, is yeah, that what you said? In the playoffs, yeah. Okay. Who built that team? Oh, don't do this. <laughs> no, 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 this is so is Marty Herney the McDonald's uh, of GMs? Is that what you're saying? Like, we could have Marty Herney and, what, Marty and have Herney French fries and a Big Mac, and, and it'd be like... Oh, we fool as fuck, and we fat as fuck. Oh, we like, oh, like, fuck Gordon Ramsay and his gorgeous food over there. Mm. All right, enough of this. Um, enough. Is there any other? Actually, there isn't. We haven't talked about any news. Brian <laughs> Burns. Um, we started talking about it. Yeah, I mean, is there like what is there to talk about when it comes to the Panthers other than the discussion that has emerged over whether? So the I like how the the media. And I'm going to throw, I like to fuck with the media a little bit now. I'm starting to become a curmudgeon. I'm starting to become the old guy that's like, uh, the media ruined the world. Becoming? Yeah, good point. Um, What I get mad about is this, is that when I first started the podcast, the website, and I'm trying to be on, like, you know, keep up with the stuff, make these, I won't say make connections, but be in the discussion right is that bill voth was doing the black and blue review at the time darren gant has been with you know and they always had this air about them it was like uh we're the reporters and we're breaking the news and we're doing and so i've been doing the podcast now for eight years we talk about this latest shit I listen to all the press conferences, and all they ask, not they, all of them, I shouldn't say that, lumping all of them into one, but they really ask questions that are as, like, uh, they they made fun of me for not having enough knowledge, like not being in the know, like, oh, you should, like, if you... Oh, you're trying to cut this player and add this player. But then they fucking do the same shit in the press conferences. And so what do they do? They slam Matt Rule with a bunch of questions about what does he think about fans who are unhappy that it fucked the draft order up? You know what I'm saying? Like they put the same questions to him that we pose on this podcast. We're doing it because we're talking to each other. And then they go do it, and they all talk shit back to me. Or us, in general, is kind of what I'm saying. But they gave, uh, the discussion comes about this. Uh, They're trying to build culture. Carolina Panthers, building culture. Matt Rule, um, and the win over the Washington football team. Dwayne Haskins is terrible, though, homie. He is awful. So what kind of culture are you beat? What if I went and beat up the? I don't know. You pick it. How about this, Cody? If you ran over the blind kid, Joey Esquivel. Yes. I mean, like, what is the analogy here? Is that like, do we feel good about beating up the kid that can't play? No, you shouldn't, dude. And listen, you know, I get pissed off because I feel like people, like. Uh, I feel like we've been very open and honest and that one, 
we understand that no team chooses to lose. Right. Okay. So, yes. so it's not it's not like we're we're up here saying, damn it, Panthers, why didn't you go out there and give your worst effort? Uh, we're not saying that. We also don't take some sick, twisted joy in cheering for the Panthers to lose. Okay. But we understand what's on the line that there are a bunch of really good quarterbacks coming out this year, and we don't have a quarterback. Mm -hmm. So it's literally that simple. I don't care what you say. Winning uh, a a road game against the Washington football team doesn't do anything for us next year. It doesn't do anything. Or even now, to be honest. It doesn't do anything. It's meaningless, and it's people trying to virtue signal about Oh, they're good fans. Or, oh, you either like the culture that we're building or you want to lose. No, it means you just don't understand and you're virtue signaling. That's mm. 100% what it is. Well, the only good thing it does do is that we didn't lose to a team that's worse than us. Yeah. Well, well, you know what I mean? Is that they, with Dwayne Haskins as their quarterback, they are worse than us. Well, here's the thing is is they're coming into this game and realistically, they still have nothing to lose because if they win this week, they win the division. That's insanity. How is that even possible? All they've had to do is win and they win the division. They've lost two in a row. So if they they win this week, they win the division. So realistically, Ron Rivera can look at this and be like, okay, yeah, you beat me. But guess what? I'm going to go win next week uh, against, I think they're playing the Eagles at home. And uh, and, and we're going to win the division and have a home playoff game. Mm. So... I don't think Ron Rivera really had a lot to lose with this game. And like you said, had they put Heineke in a little bit fat, a little bit sooner, uh, they, they probably would have won that game. Tell us, uh, Cody, what this did to our our positioning. Panthers so win in this we week. Dropped, what happened? We dropped from the third pick overall in the draft to the, to the ninth pick in the draft. So I feel like this, Cody, as I was more... So I have been rooting for the team all season long. And not like... First of all, everybody, like you said, everybody's been rooting for the team. You know, we're not like rooting for them not to win. But you have been trying to put the draft pick as being the important thing going forward, right? We didn't know where we were at. We kind of got... In that three-game win streak or whatever, you're like, oh, my, this team. So then you get excited about the games are close, you know, and I did it. I did it for 14 or 15 weeks, you know, yeah. and and then I got a taste of that top three. Like, it was like, all right, well, we're here, and this, we might be a third pick. And it was kind of fun to have some hope. Like I had a taste, and so I wasn't rooting for us to tank, but all of a sudden I licked the ice cream. I was like, it tasted good. <laughs> and then someone that. took it away. Someone took it away. And now we got a brownie. We had an ice cream cone, we got a brownie. I wouldn't even call it a brownie. I'd call it like a a not soft chocolate chip cookie. Mm. Yeah. Oh, there's there's a pretty good hard chocolate chip cookie. There are, but soft ones are always better. Right. And so here is that going for here, three. You know, I was for for much of the season, I was in the nine 
picking nine zone. I was in the picking nine lane. Like I was there. I was comfortable. I was eating these. Oh, here. Let's give an example. A Chips Ahoy cookie. A Chips Ahoy cookie is delicious. Come on, folks. You dunk it in. You put them in. You put them in the milk. They're great. Great. But it's not the same as the fresh baked, like Greg is saying. So I was in the Chips Ahoy lane. I was enjoying it. I was eating the whole sleeve like I was nine years old again. I'm going to eat this whole sleeve of Chips Ahoy cookies. And then somebody gave me the Gordon Ramsay cookie that that Cody will not pay for. Um. And I have I, another analogy too. It tasted good though for a moment. It just tasted good for a moment. Yeah. And I was there. I was in the, you know, and I was like, all of a sudden, I was like, oh shit, we're here. And then now we're picking a linebacker again. And by the way, like now it, it, it reversed the way we had fun. Because now instead of like at the start of the season, you're pulling for the team to win and then they lose and then they lose and these one score games and it's just crushing. Okay, so then as we continue to lose, we start to build up a better traffic. And all right. of a sudden, even though we're terrible, it's kind of fun. Yes, yes. It's like all of a sudden, it's like this secret yeah. fun that you're getting. Yeah, and then now they want to have fun pissing on our fun. Just because- <laughs> <laughs> and- I fucking did. I hate it. It's so stupid, man. Oh. And real realistically, losing right now is the best thing for our team. So if you're not necessarily pulling for losing, but not minding if you lose or pulling for a good draft pick is the better thing for our team right now. I feel All like right. you're a bigger fan. Right. Here's the thing: is um, six weeks ago I was totally against it. I was totally against losing. Four weeks ago, and I want to make this comparison. If your team was in the dance, right? If you had it locked up and you got the bye, there's nothing to play for in week 17. Do you trot out your players for culture? You know? That's why. And then that's the thing is that for me is this is that it – all of the culture mattered until at this very end when it's all and I'm not saying they should try to lose, but here if if they should fight to win at this moment, then so should a team that has a bye week in the playoffs to establish their culture. Agreed. Yeah. And by the way, how how pointless uh is that like you're, right. When you get uh, your Peyton Manning injured or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, also the, the people, though, that are, that are shaming us for being upset that, that uh, we won instead of lost are the people that are like, yeah, we got to go out there and play. Brian Burns needs to play. Every game matters. Doesn't matter if you're playing for anything or not. Panthers got to win. Go Panthers. Like, yeah, it's it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense for your future. Uh, it doesn't make any sense for your present. It just doesn't make any sense, man. I mean, it's so much like Curtis Samuel being more important than Christian McCaffrey. That's the same sense it makes. No? You can't move me, man. By the way, I did come up with another uh, another oh example. 
We're going. Uh, All right, go ahead. Go ahead, because I'm pulling the cat calls up. Go ahead. Well, let's do a cat call, and then I'll hit you with a better analogy. So what are your thoughts on catcalling? Yeah, it's pretty sh- You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? Like Cody talking about Curtis Samuel. Who's that cat sitting in the back corner with his face buried in his nose? Who's that kid that can use one? What it do, boys? It's your boy, Mike. A.K.A. Supremely Tall. Supremely Tall. I have had a great week so far. Hope you guys have too. Um, yeah. I got the house to myself till Friday. Uh, wife and kids are still up in Ohio with the in-laws. and I've been playing Apex Legends on my PlayStation all freaking day. Mm. I'm even streaming it on YouTube. Sounds glorious. Uh, you know, I only have like two people watching me, but... You know, I do it for the love of the game, not the love of the stream. So <laughs> one day I'll be like Cole Dizzle. Um, so, uh, the time to strike is now for that quarterback or that tight end. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. The time <laughs> to strike is now. Um, so we're looking at, at best, a, I would say, Six through nine. That's where we're going to be picking at, probably, based off the schedule this week. Um, what I see that we have to do is once Jacksonville picks their quarterback and the Jets possibly pick their new quarterback, we have to hopefully hope that Houston or Miami, by way of Houston, um, when they pick, we have to trade for that pick and get our quarterback. Um, that, that's that's all there is to it. Um, it there's going to be a run from Atlanta, maybe Detroit, Denver. Who knows? And I can easily see Justin Fields falling to us as the third quarterback off the Let's board. Let's do it. Or Trey Lance. I don't care who it is. I'm pretty sure it's going to go. Let's go Fields, baby. Wilson, Fuck trade land. We got to get our quarterback this year. We got the NFC East and the AFC East next year. That's not too brutal of a schedule. Plus the South and whoever else we have to play out of the NFC. We this has to happen. We have to trade a first round pick from next year, a second round pick here, a third, fourth, fifth, whatever, whatever. We need to do it now. So let's get it. Uh, hey, question. What's your favorite football movie? Just want to know. I like The Water Boy any given Sunday. Let me know. What I you like, think. uh, The Replacements. I like The Replacements, dude, with, uh, Keanu Reeves and Unnecessary Roughness was good back in the days. Uh-huh. Um, mm, probably for me, either, uh, any given Sunday or Remember the Titans. Are we talking about favorite football movies? Yeah, favorite yeah. football movies. Have y'all seen Safety on Disney Plus? I don't watch Disney Plus. That's for like nine year olds. Oh my god. Well, fine. Has anyone else seen it? It's <laughs> no. a football movie. You really are an old curmudgeon, Tony. 
I would have to say probably that's for you. CK, you got a favorite football movie? Um, I do. Rudy. No, 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 no. It's uh, what's the one with Adam Sandler? Oh, Waterboy. No, 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 no. The prison one. Oh, oh, oh. Um, the longest yard. Yeah, yeah the longest yard. There we go. Yeah. Remake of the Burt Reynolds movie. Mm-hmm. Do you like the original or the remake? Remake. Yeah, the remake is pretty fun. Remake. Right. Yeah. Uh, two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Um, actually, before we move on, I do want to address something about the call. You know, we've fallen out of the quarterback ranking, it feels like. And that's what it was. Is someone, I think, Trill once said, you know, it's just like it was getting tasty talking about Zach Wilson, this and that. But say somehow we're not nine. Say somehow we're six, which I don't think is going to be. I think, man, the Panthers are going to do something like crazy, like win next week, or some other teams are going to lose next week, and we're going to be like 11. That's why I, I think we're falling outside the top ten. Hey, uh, before I move on, John Kitko Barrera, I didn't see his uh, super chat. Uh, it says hats off to Thomas Davis in his retirement. Uh, he, he put out a, a an Instagram uh, an Instagram post, and I don't know if it. I have to find it. I don't know if he said the exact words that I'm retiring, but he pretty much made it seem like. Uh, uh, this is yeah. This is well, uh, he, he didn't even make the active roster. I mean, like he's been right. inactive pretty much the entire season until right. the last couple of weeks. So, I mean, he's got to understand he's he's done. You know, all time great Panther man. All yeah. time great Panther. Um, hey, uh, can I tell you my better analogy that I made or yeah. that that I came up with? Okay, yeah. you have a budget. Okay, you have to make meals for a week. You have a budget, and you go to the store. And you're buying cakes and candy and ice cream instead of meats and vegetables and all the stuff that really nourishes you. The mm-hmm. running back position is just that, man. It's icing on top of the cake, but you don't build a meal around it. That's the better analogy. No, it's, that's not good because cakes and candy and ice cream cost less money than uh, protein, meats, and everything else does. Yeah. So High, high calories. Yeah, but you're, no, that's what I, no, no, you're making you my point. Off. I mean, they cost less. They cost. You're making my, my point. You we're, told we're us, we, sh- you told us we were buying cakes. We should have been buying meats, but no, you, we're not making your point. You said we were buying cakes. No, you are because you're spending more money on something that is one, like what Greg said, really I cheap, think, I think and you shouldn't be overspending on. That's the point. Right. Ryan Back is good to have. But yeah, you're making an analogy out of something that's not relevant. Like that. Like, like the argument ridiculous. isn't like I know your position. Our argument isn't that like we're paying Christian McCaffrey a lot of money. Our Wouldn't argument have- is Christian McCaffrey, the running back position, isn't just ice cream and candy. It's more than that, especially no, when you have a running back. Right. Yeah, the, the, when you have a running back that is also such an important part of the run game and the uh, pass game. And that is the sole focus of a defense. Tony is trying to say that there are certain players that even though their position value might be low, that they're just so good at that position that you justify it anyway. Yes. I would say that. And what am I saying? And how is that so absurd? Am I saying this? Am I saying that they shouldn't, that you should pay 
Like, uh, like you, you should only have one player. Like it should just be <laughs> Christian McCaffrey versus the other team. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying this is that saving $1.5 million on Christian McCaffrey a year to pay a nobody ass defensive end is Why bullshit. Is that player? Because that's what it is. Because look, is look at the fucking roster. I can find a $4 million of, of players that are not. It's con- like that just don't contribute. So you can't be like this. Is it be like this? Well, well, if you don't have Christian McCaffrey, I mean, if you have Christian McCaffrey, you can't have Patrick Mahomes. That's like, it's like an either or. It's like, why can't I have a, a good meal, a steak, a potato, and a fucking something and a cake at the end? Why do I got to have the $10 million cake at the end? What I'm just trying to say is this. Is that what number would make you happy? Is it $13 million? Well, then you know what? I, I will shave two. Ma- All right. Well, you know I what? I will shave it off of somebody else's salary, homie. And million dollars. I, I promise you, this Christian McCaffrey won't annoy you until it's time to pay, like, said Brian Burns. And it should annoy you now that we're not, we're probably not going to have the money to, to pay Taylor Moten. But my, my point is, you're you're overpaying. We for don't something. have money to pay those dudes, I'm not because of Christian example, McCaffrey, but because so, of yeah, other right. positions. How about that? No, here's the example where you would be right: a player that transcend that transcends uh, their their position value. Luke Kixley. Normally, you don't pay middle linebackers. That the, the kind your of money feelings that are in the way. You're letting your emotions get in the way of your judgment. No, you're not. No, uh, what, what I'm actually saying mm. is. Luke Kickley is a talent that is transcendent enough that you do pay so them. So Chris McCaffrey. Look at the drop-off in our defense from having Luke in our midfield to our not was to garbage last year and with him in the lineup. Our offense from last year to this year. And let's, it's virtually let's, the let's, same. Luke Keekly is not I, transcendent. I, 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 Do you know we had the same amount of wins last year as we had this Luke year? Did you not transcendent? No. I mean, we had the same. We we had Luke last year. We had five wins. We don't have Luke this year. We got five wins. Duh. That's, 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 your, that's your ball that you said it at right there. Cody. I mean, yeah. like, guys. I mean, duh. No, Luke, duh. Luke same t- is the, it was the strategist on our defense that put our defense – in the right positions, whereas McCaffrey, like I already said, it's just a bum. We have replaced all of his numbers. We have already. not. We have, we have not. not. No, we, we haven't. Have we haven't replaced the most important. Jeremy Chin replaced the most important number. Straight up, the most important. We've been saying all year that that's all on Bridgewater, and now it's not. We had Mike Davis getting his empty empty calories all on Bridgewater. No, I'm saying right, I'm done talking about this. I am done. So Mike Davis, so Mike Davis never got a run in the red zone. Never once, not got a chance in the red zone. Mike yeah, Davis hasn't I'm been as good as he was. Argument then, man. Mike Davis the reality is, Mike Davis had three to four good games where he was running over people. Yeah. Ever since then, he hasn't made highlight reels. He's not like he's not. Christian McCaffrey made him every single game. He's like, the Wonder Woman of running backs. 
And what the he difference, he's good, but he's not great. He's the Wonder Woman of running back. The drop off between a, between Luke Keekley and AJ Klein is negligible, and I would rather spend save six million dollars paying AJ Klein money that is worth the middle linebacker position. It's bullshit. All right, no. Uh, let's talk about something else. That's more important. I'm I'm done talking about this, dude. I don't want to talk about it no more. <laughs> don't want to talk about it no more. What I want to ask you is this: Is Justin Fields, who was and back to the call, Supreme Lita, Mike? Uh, he's talking about quarterbacks, this and that, this and that, quarterbacks. Zach Wilson out of you know we're not in the top three anymore, but all of a sudden the Justin Fields could be dropping. He was just a month ago the consensus number two quarterback. Would it be irresponsible or unwise for the Carolina Panthers to go after that? Do you mean go after it at Justin the Fields? You know what I'm saying? Like, like nine if, say, or trade say, up for him? No, yeah, say nine. Say he's there at nine. If he's he there was at the nine? consensus number two quarterback just a month ago, right? Like just one month ago, and even before COVID, like we hadn't seen. Everybody's like, nope, done. He's a done deal, homie. He's the dude. He's the dude. He's the dude. He, that's yeah, what they said. I, I and I understand that Zach Wilson's stock has risen. I understand that. I'm not saying it shouldn't have. And I understand that Justin Fields' stock has fallen. But does that mean that not he's not worth it anymore? Right. I say you take him if he's there at nine, and you got it. Yeah, so the reason why people are starting to sour on him is because he hadn't played well. Um, in the past uh, few <laughs> Few games. Whenever the protection breaks down and it has to scramble, the best quarterbacks keep their eyes downfield, and he's been getting kind of flustered. Um, and that doesn't normally get better at the NFL level. But then again, it's not. I wouldn't say that it's such a concern that everyone's like, "Whoa, he's going to be terrible and be a bust." No, listen. If especially if we're picking somewhere like number nine, we should thank our lucky stars that Justin Fields would fall to us. Um, but, I mean, and I, it is interesting because I don't know how far he's going to fall. Because uh, just being real with you, uh, I don't know if he's going to have a bounce-back game against my Clemson Tigers. I'm not just being biased. I really don't think they will. I think Ohio State was a better team last year. So um, if Clemson comes in and just, Dirt stomps, old boy. He might be in uh, in more of a free fall than we would have thought before. That's good does news. that work the other way though? What if he w- just say what if he beats Clemson? Does that mean he skyrockets and his, his draft stock goes back up? Yeah, it certainly helps him for yeah. sure. It's definitely more of a well, especially if he goes on to win like a national championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Right now, I mean, Zach Wilson is done playing football. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields has two more opportunities to impress against the best teams in all of college football. Okay. So he has an opportunity to change that. But we'll right now, to 12. If, the draft, if the draft is right now, I'm almost certain that Zach Wilson's probably the second quarterback. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's go. 252-228-5098. You know, guys, this, this, this Carolina shit, it's getting old. <laughs> 
How yeah, the hell? Like, when all the signs point us, point at us getting the number three pick today, what in the actual fuck? Like, seriously. Tired Whitehead had a fucking game. Like, what? What? Dude has been sleeping all year long, and he gets an interception today. I, this is the most most Panthers thing that has happened this year. Like, to, yes. a, to a fucking T. Like, to, to, you know what? I'm driving down to Charlotte. I'm stealing Teddy's minivan. I'm stealing Teddy's minivan, and I'm driving over his legs. That's the only way that you know <laughs> this is going to get any better. It's you know, quite honestly, I wouldn't even be mad if we didn't take a QB. You know, if we had, if we had that number three pick, I wouldn't have even been mad if we had taken that tackle because we have PJ fucking Walker. And I would have said, start PJ, bench Teddy. I would have been more than okay with that. Mm. Let's fix up the O-line. You know, maybe in the sixth or seventh round, pick up a tight end or two. You know, get maybe like a, a safety or a linebacker or something. Well, Jeremy Chin's been doing pretty good at safety. So maybe not necessarily a safety. But, you know, a little something for the defense. But mostly shore up the offensive line. And I would have been more than happy with PJ being the quarterback because you know what he's proven that he can get the job done and teddy break your other leg man because i'm I'm tired of this this is ridiculous damn he said crooked d oh we Mm -hmm. played a complete game today dude you were shut out in the second half yeah you scored 14 points out of your 20 20 points the entire game to the football team. Guys, they don't even have an actual name. <laughs> like, seriously? Our old third-string quarterback looked better than you did. The dude that went to the XFL and he was the third-string quarterback, didn't play a single damn snap, looked better than you did. Teddy. Teddy. I'm I'm tired of this whole shit. Like, what the hell, man? CK, um, thanks, Nick, for the call. CK, uh, after watching that game, yeah. you've talked about this all season long when it comes to deep balls, this and that. That come, Teddy, did he do anything different? And mm-hmm. I, I think there's no. Like even the deep ones that they he were hit, off target. Again, it's something we've been talking about. Like, he underthrew Curtis Samuel to where Curtis Samuel had to stop in his route. And guess what? He got hit right when he got the ball in his hands. Yeah. Right? It's just the reality of what Teddy Bridgewater is. He has yet to, he, he has yet, in my opinion, to throw an impressive football. Like, he's gotten the ball to receivers. Like, he's yeah. gotten the ball to receivers. And, and he's done that job, you know, to, to a point where he's got a great completion percentage. But when you talk about an a, a NFL professional elite level throw, I've yet to see it happen. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's, there's only no one standout play I can think of with Teddy Bridgewater, and that's that's the one run a few weeks ago where he dove. Like I was impressed with that. Other than that, I can't think of a Teddy Bridgewater right, highlight. The best plays throw. he's made has been with his legs. Um every mm-hmm. every deep shot he's taken has either been wide open or 
Or it's gotten there. It, it The ball, it just takes so long for it to get there. You're like, mm-hmm. even the receivers, I feel like, are taking a nap as it gets to them. It is, at this point, more than him being conservative. He doesn't He's have regressed. He He's doesn't have the arm strength. Now, he just doesn't have the arm strength. But listen, once again, this podcast and the people on it, all of us, pat ourselves on the back. We were on this shit way earlier than everyone else. That Teddy Bridgewater is not just all these things that we already know, lacking arm talent, lacking aggressiveness, but he has now regressed. Yeah. He is playing worse than even his bench line mm-hmm. level of play. I mean, the, the guy uh, has thrown four touchdowns in five weeks. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Dude, he's thrown he is, he is 14 weird. touchdowns in 15. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, it's like the, the way, same step. But by the way, his other previous high of, of touchdown passes was 14. was 14 in the season. Yeah, homeboy, we made the Pro Bowl. Homeboy might fuck around. He might fuck around and have two more total touchdowns with the receiving core like DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson. Dude. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. He really All is. Right. Like, you're, you're, this is who he is. This is who he is. Brad Dugan in the chat says he can only throw check downs to Teddy when playing Madden 21. <laughs> right? <can't> throw- <laughs> the, the thing that with Teddy, the only thing he does good is the one, two, three throw. One, two, three throw. It's like the slant. Mm-hmm. One, two, three slant. It's just the time. It's, and it's one of those for someone who was an undersized kid. Uh, my dad told me this stupid thing when I was a kid and I was trying to learn. I was playing baseball. I played a lot of baseball when I was a kid. My dad was like, you got, and I was trying to learn how to pitch. And he was like, you got to work on location, location, location. Like he was trying to teach me to be Greg Maddox or some shit. And like, yes, that's good. But at the same point, if the ball can't get there, <laughs> You know, I don't care, like, what, I mean, it was just, like, uh, Teddy's ball looks like a high school kid is throwing it. So, can I throw this out to y'all? Bill Voth made a Twitter thread. Fuck Bill Voth, by the way. No, I know, I know that, I know that a lot of people are on that train, too. But, like, he made this thread, and at the very end of the thread, he was like, you know, uh, people ask me, how can you do, have your job and not be a fan of the team? And he says for it's for moments like this when he is able to see the team with a level of clarity and not have a fan's amount of bias. So Bill Bill Vogt says it this way. Really, no matter what happened this year, Teddy Bridgewater is a two-year deal. We, we understood that. Money-wise, yeah, that's right. true. Everybody understood that. I did not so, I didn't need to be a Browns fan to understand that though. So with that in mind, if we're gonna have Teddy as a starter. For another year. He doesn't have to start next year. He just has to be on the team. Right. And I do hope that there's a competition. If the Panthers do draft a quarterback, don't just let uh, uh, Teddy Bridgewater have the starting job because you're paying him. Make him fucking earn it. Have you noticed Teddy Bridgewater plays with no fire and no passion? Because he knows his job isn't on the line. He knows they're going to move on from him, too. He's phoning it in. I say, I'm all right, so the, I did not I like the Bill Vogue tweet because, again, that kind of goes to the condescending media. Like, y'all are too emotional and we're the objective motherfuckers. 
No, we all could have told you that cutting Teddy Bridgewater this season would be a financially unwise situation. Mm-hmm. But that does not mean he has to be the quarterback next year. Right. And it doesn't even matter, like, even if he starts the year as a quarter. Like, if we got Zach Wilson in the draft, which we're not now, but I could see a complete Justin Herbert situation. Mm-hmm. You know, where you go with Tyrod Taylor until you don't. And then all of a sudden, they're like, no, I don't. Be- and I understand that we did sign him for two years. Like, we are stuck with him contractually. But that does not mean we have that that he has to put the Teddy B D on our face every day. Right. Uh let's go to the next call. Two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Hey, it's Run DMC Lovato. I got something to say to all the fans that sit here and act like people who were voting to tank aren't real fans and oh, I would never go against my team. I always want them to win no matter what. Listen here, motherfucker, okay? You are dumb as fuck. You're living in the moment and not thinking about the future. Okay? You're the kind of guy who goes and gambles his paycheck and says, well, fuck my future. I don't, if I win, I win. I'm living, I'm living for the now, not the later. Okay? We're planning for the fucking future. We don't want us, we want us to lose so we can have success for a long period of time. You just don't give a fuck. You're thinking about right now and that's it. Okay? So to, to call us fake fans, I think you're the fucking fake fan or the dumb fan. You're the kind of guy who doesn't even know what a 401k is. You're fucking stupid as fuck. I don't want to hear yeah. shit from these fans who say, oh, I'll never go against my team to win. You were stupid to even say that because we just lost out on having a quarterback most likely. So that's all I got to say. All right. Great great call, Tyler. man. Next call. I think we all have I'm legit watching the game with Josh, and we're both cheering whenever we got an interception. Whenever Teddy threw an interception. We both cheered whenever Teddy got sacked. Yeah. Dude, that's how I've been the past five games. I'm okay with getting a better draft pick at this point. Like, I'm okay with losing right now just to get better players. Because I know then the bleeding will stop. But, dear Lord, the defense showed up. I mean, it was the football team, but they showed up. Special teams, they've looked pretty damn good all season long which is a nice blessing. Back to the defense. The defense, they've been shaping up. They've shown a lot of improvement, which is what everyone's been saying. That's all we've ever wanted out of this year was for people to show improvement. But the offense looked like Teddy Bridgewater. Useless. You know, Curtis Samuel had one hell of a day. Mike Davis showed up. Did what he does. Cut crazy. DJ Moore showed up. Did what he does. But Teddy just failed everyone. Like how how does that? And ugh, that's the thing. He has to fail everyone for us to get a better draft pick. So I mean, it's I should be happy that he's in. And yeah, you should. From aspect, I am, but only when we lose. Like. At this point, we don't know what we really have in P.J. Walker. We don't know what we have in Will Greer, even though we know that he's pretty terrible. I can tell you, not enough. You know, there's. I'm sure there's a lot of people on the roster that have never seen a snap. Like I don't know, Aaron Montero comes to comes to name or comes to mind just because he shares the same last name as me. Never played. Never played a snap. Don't know how he is on the field. Like, or not in the playoffs. 
Matt Rule, play everyone that doesn't normally play so that way we know what we have. And what's the worst that happens? We get a better draft pick? I'm pretty sure if you went to David Tepper and said that, hey, I'm trying out all these players so that way we know what we have and we can go from there and we're going to try to get a better draft pick, he'd be like, cool, sweet, let's do it. You know, more ticket sales next year whenever we have a very solid team. We are not going to sell tickets with Teddy fucking goddamn minivan Bridgewater. Dude is a dumpster fire and deserves to rot in a dumpster. <laughs> deserves to rot in a dumpster. And I'm sorry, but it's just been a rough day. I hear you. All right, let's go to the next call. Hi, guys. Uh, it's Jedi Joy. I just um, wanted to chime in on the conversation here. Uh, I'm going to defend Cody just a little bit here. Oh, um, I think he is <laughs> dead wrong on the whole Curtis Samuel being uh, more talented than Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Um, Curtis Samuel wasn't <laughs> anywhere near MVP. I said I put it. So um, there's just that alone. But, no, this is what um, I said. There is merit to what he's saying. Uh, when it comes to building a football team, um, it's—I mean, it's a—it's a science. It's been the league has been around for over a hundred years. So you want to build your offensive line, you want to build your defensive line, you want to get a quarterback, and you want to get a middle linebacker that can play both sides of the field at all times. Your running back is arguably the least important. Um, you know, position on the field. Not to say that there aren't great runs. There's great running backs all throughout history, but there's if there's an unwritten rule in the NFL, it's don't overpay your running backs. And yeah. I'm not even saying that Christian McCaffrey got paid too much because honestly, I would have used the fifth year and then gone with a um with a franchise tag. It's not so much the money. It's the amount of years that is on his contract. And hopefully, you know, God forbid, this season is an anomaly and he doesn't have injury his, uh, injury issues in the future. But if he mm-hmm. does, we're stuck with a running back that's not playing at all for the next five years. Like, if anything, you want to sign your running back to a three-year contract. Now, your running backs aren't going to like that. They might hold out, even if you, like, try to franchise tag them. But if that's the case, then let them go. Like, we can see the case with Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell is one of the best running backs in the league what, in 2016. But now he's like, a, you know, a side piece on this Kansas City team. I mean, he's still a great player, but he's nowhere near the production that he had, you know, five years ago. Um, right. I got a lot of slack the other day. You know, um, I went on Facebook and I said, hey, we should probably trade Christian McCaffrey. If Deshaun Watson is available, trade Christian McCaffrey for Deshaun Watson. Maybe we might have to throw a third or a third round pick just so we can, um, you know, just because of the injury history this year. And so many people were like, oh, yeah, you know, you know what you're talking about. And there is a lot of emotion around Christian McCaffrey because simply he's the only thing on this team that is, the only person on his team that's worth not only star. any kind of trade bait. Mm. All right, I think this is Jedi Jordan. Hey guys, Jedi again. Um, I I got cut off there. I just wanted to add. Um, so I did. I was looking, you know, what best case scenario for a running back in his career. 
I would say in in recent history is probably Adrian Peterson. Um, Adrian Peterson over his first eight years had damn near a thousand. Uh, he had a thousand. I think the first four years he got injured. I think in his fourth, but he had nine seventy, and then proceeded to have you know I think like five more um, thousand yard rushing seasons. He's the best case scenario for a running back. No, but and he's only a running say, back. Hey, we should overpay for him because he's our offense on our team. A, what did that do for the Minnesota Vikings? Other hey, than Teddy, you know, the year Pro Bowl. that they had, the two years that they had. I Brett think he's Favre, more like Ladainian Tomlinson you know, or you know, spread out the offense. After those eight Marshall years, Falk, exactly. he fell off a cliff. I think he had like 400, 500 yards for a couple of seasons, and then he had a crazy. Um, you know, I think 2,000-yard um, season with a different team. It's just that's the thing I think Cody is mainly saying. The position doesn't merit these long contracts. You want to get positions that are, like, A, protected or, you know, that are going to be longevity positions. Left tackle, you have you can have left tackle for 16 years. Quarterback, you can have a quarterback for 20 years now. Middle linebacker, you can have a middle linebacker for, you know, 10 years. You know, unfortunately, we we lost Keekly, you know, due to some, some bad injuries with concussions. But you want to invest in the, in the positions that you're going to have for a long time so you can build around them. You can find skilled position players, wide receivers, tight ends, um, running backs, in almost every draft, there's a lot of talent out there. So, you know, that's all I have to say. I uh, do think this is, uh, I will I'm say this. Is, beating fucking Washington. I think running back may be one of the most easily, easily replaced through the draft positions. And that is, is that you take a running back in the top 20, he's going to do good for three years, Probably. Probably. But I don't uh, think that I don't think a good comparison is Adrian Peterson. I think it is who'd you get? Marshall Falk, Marshall Falk, Danny and Tomlinson. I think are the types of players we're talking about. And I think too another thing is that just a couple of years ago when CMC and Alvin Kamara were coming out, we were talking about them as a new type of player, not a traditional running back. You know what I'm saying? Like I think that they are. More than that. I'm not all worried about the trend that as soon as we paid him, just like as soon as the Rams paid Todd Gurley, now all of a sudden his injury no. history and us and us playing uh Christian McCaffrey uh, on every single snap and and running him into so we pay, No, I'm not worried about it, it because this I watched this is that we've been overly caught we've been very cautious with his injuries. We've protected him this year. And, like, these mysterious injuries that are coming up, bro, are not the same. I think that is a way of protecting the asset. And the shoulder injury, which was kind of, I won't say a freak one. It's one that he probably should have had by now. He got slammed down making a great play. You know, just yeah, and that can happen on literally any play at literally any time. But exactly. it could happen yeah, to any player. Then we shouldn't get in a car and drive. Then, then we shouldn't get in a car and drive because we could get in a car accident. 
you're telling me that's that like saying don't run cam because he could be hurt no run that boy he is a lion this is what i'm saying y'all are being emotional because you're, you're talking emotional, about homie. You're, talking about you're dogmatic. How about that? You might not be emotional. You're dogmatic. You're dogmatic. Pound man, and we expect that he's supposed to uh, stay healthy. Like if he continues to have these, you know what? Uh, where were you guys? Where were you assholes when I said that before he got drafted? That's my. That was my whole argument against him before he got drafted. And guess what? He proved me wrong. No, he Next didn't prove call. anything. Yes, he, he did. He went three years without getting hurt. He went three years without getting hurt. I've seen big ass motherfucking donkey kong mugs get hurt in the first day. As soon as we pay him, as soon as it's soft. Let me ask you something. Is is the drop off from Christian McCaffrey to say the next tier of running backs? Different than the drop off from Trevor Lawrence to say like a Justin Fields or a quarterback like that. Like, do you think that you can win a Super Bowl? Maybe he may have less yards, a few less touchdowns with somebody less than Trevor Lawrence. Because this is the way you feel about Trevor Lawrence, is, is, and is, is you'll defend him to the T. But I feel like you're making the same argument that we make against Trevor Lawrence. I can get the same kind of production out of a player like a Justin Fields or a Zach Wilson without trading I can't have a ten Trevor, years without Trevor draft Lawrence, picks. without trading away everything, and, and 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 have the play. So you're making the same argument that we do against Trevor Lawrence. Well, no, I'm not because yes, you're, you you're still yes, you're, 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 you're taking no, out. I'm not, the I'm not emotional. Argument. You're, you're taking out the central piece of the argument and throwing it away. A a a, a quarterback mm-hmm. and a running back. They're literally not comparable. And by the way, the drop-off, listen, I mean, look how many other fantastic running backs are are, are What if your quarterback can run the ball? Is he comparable to a running back? Okay. What if your quarterback is Lamar Jackson? Can you compare him to a running back? Of the top five. You know, that's the tier I'm talking about. You're going to name five running backs. Yes. Can we talk about big running backs in the league that are elite and they all get paid? Yeah. And you can uh, have them for longer and cheaper when you draft them later. Y'all are all fired. We're not talking about this anymore. 252-228-5098. Hey, Tony. Hey, guys. It's Chuck calling from Elizabeth City. Hey, Chuck. Uh, give, I just kind of wanted us to, a voice to look reason, at something. Please. And, you know, I, I'm as upset as everybody else. The fact that we're not at number three right now. And, you know, I, oh, I kind of yeah. left the message earlier that that could change. I really do feel we, we won't get back up to three. But I kind of feel like we'll probably be around six or seven. I think a couple of these teams will win upset games. and mm. You know, who knows? We might even win the Saint game. You, you never then know. We, we end up being around 10, 11, 12. Who knows? Uh, we got time to look at that. I really like the progression of the team and what's been going on. But one thing lost in all this we should look at, between playing the Redskins last year and this year, there's one constant in that. You know, we had Cam last year, and, and I think Kyle Allen might have played uh, in that game last year in a game that we, we just crapped the bed and, and lost. And this year, going back a couple of weeks ago, I thought we were going to get murdered by Washington. And we somehow hold our own against Hell, every well, team Dwayne Haskins. Year, somehow not Tampa. And we had them in the second game. Like I said, we were tied at halftime. But the one thing I want to look at, the one constant between playing Washington last year and Washington this year, is a losing coach. We had Ron last year, and it got him fired. He looked pathetic. He had his hands crossed 
arms crossed on the sideline last year, and he deserved to be fired. This year, they got a chance to win the division. Got his arms crossed, didn't pull his quarterback out enough. Washington fans are going to mm. suffer for what we had to mm. suffer for many years. Yeah. The one constant in these two games is the losing coach, Ron Rivera. I'm wow. so glad we've lost that. Hey, I'll take this new coach, man, rule any day of the week. I don't care about draft position. He's got the guys playing, and he wants to win, and we're moving up. So I like where we're heading, guys. Wow. Shots fired at Ron Rivera. I, I like that. from Elizabeth. Go ahead, Cody. No, I, I agree with that. And like I said, I was listening to Peter King, and I think he hit the nail on the head. Shout out to him. This this move uh, happened too late. It should have already happened. And that was uh, an, an indictment of Ron Rivera's first tenure with the Panthers. Especially do starting him. Yeah. If, if he's that bad, why even start him? Yeah, one hundred percent. Like what? Like, and so it, it was. Look how many strikes, right? So he had a captain C at the start of the season. They removed that from him. Uh, th- there was this, but then there's been a bunch of other incidents in the past too. And I, I think don't it was feel like I think you guys make the mask shit too much. Like the mask at the strip club mask is too much. Like I'm not as upset as most people are. What I'm upset about. If I'm a red uh, a football team fan, is how bad he plays. Not about him yeah, being at the strip good. club and getting, all. you know, what I'm saying like to me that wasn't the big deal. The problem was is he just stinks. So what happens if I say, "Hey, man, Ohio State quarterbacks"? That's what you know. You I've been thinking about this is because um, I'm kind of superstitious about that with University of Southern California wide receivers. Hmm. But I went and looked at the list of quarterbacks because this is a popular talking point right now on Twitter is, fuck the Ohio State quarterbacks. They suck. Boo, 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 boo. And I went and looked at the list, and it was Haskins. It was Pryor. It was some guy named Tamlovich. Or, but I looked at Call all the – I looked at – yeah, but – I don't feel like we were in love with any of those prospects as quarterbacks in the pros. I thought they were like, oh, they're good college players, they're good athletes, this and that. But I don't feel like anybody was like, oh, Cardell Jones can be the next motherfucking Drew Brees or some shit like that. I didn't even hear that. Justin Fields, I did hear that with. I didn't hear that about Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins, maybe they tried to say was the most... I, you know, anytime someone tells you the most pro-ready quarterback, fuck that. Those guys are going to suck. That's what they said about Jimmy Coulson. <laughs> That's what they said about Matt or uh, Will Greer. This and that. Fuck that. If you are pro-ready, you're going to be... If that's the best thing they got to say about you, you're going to be sorry. I promise yeah. you that. But do you believe that you shouldn't uh, judge the helmet? Like, because yeah. I, I feel like you kind of do both of them. No, like, I no, I agree. Like, I agree with you. I like I agree that you like I think that's a fair criticism of me. But what I'm saying about is this is that we thought that all these USC uh wide receivers were going to be the fucking shit. Like I don't think it's fair to say like well Ohio State's never had a good quarterback, but we all thought 85% of them were going to be mediocre anyway, and there was only one that got any clout. I feel like Justin Fields is the most touted quarterback on the list that I saw. I went back and looked, and over the last decade, 20 years, I would say 
that Justin Fields is the only name that I've seen on that list that people were gushing over, that were getting chubbies over. So I don't think that's fair either to be like, oh, well, they didn't do well. Well, like, we weren't that high on Terrell Pryor. Well, also no, last year, know, people like, did, we just weren't. But the whole world wasn't. Well, but also last year, people were doing the same thing about Oregon quarterbacks. Oregon quarterbacks bust. Oregon quarterbacks yeah. don't work out. Look at Marcus Mariota. Yeah, Justin Herbert squashed that shit, didn't he? And mm-hmm. hey, I remember once upon a time, even some people on this podcast in the chat were like, hey, man, you don't draft uh, edge rushers from Florida State. They just don't do it. They don't ever pan out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's all right. But how about this, Tony? What about uh, Trey Lance from North Dakota State University? Fuck it. No. Why? Uh, right, not no. Why? Why? Because he got a two-year why? degree, bitch. He got oh. what? It feels like he goes to a community college. I teach at a community college. Like, that. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just like, nah. I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, like it could possibly work, but so was Carson Wentz, right? I think he has better physical talent than uh, Justin Fields. Oh, oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just have no idea. Like, don't worry. I've never seen him play. Trade well, can you at least do that for me at some no, point in time? I don't time? give a fuck. Not until we drafted by the Carolina. I will right, not look right. at it. Until- what, if what if your co-host is trying to point you in the direction of your future quarterback? I will have to trust you, I guess. But you know what? Why would I trust you when you said that Curtis Samuel is a better athlete than Christian McCaffrey? Okay, what were you going to ask right. me? I was going to ask you, who was the quarterback that we were t- had a chat on Twitter earlier with somebody? I think it was Mike. Vela and he was talking about uh tracks. Is that the guy's name? Trask. Trask. Oh, Trask. Yeah, From Trask. Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the Florida quarterback. So listen, there are two quarterbacks that I'm not saying are frauds, but they're they're uh more reminiscent of quarterbacks from yesteryear, meaning they're pocket passers, and that's what they are. Um, and I also don't rate them as high as Joe Burrow last year, uh Matt Jones from Alabama and Kyle Trask. From Florida, they're both in the Heisman race, and I, I, I see them both as being the victim of teams that have an incredible amount of talent. Uh, All that, right, that I gotta go to this. Let's go to the chat room. Everybody's talking about Okung's weird. Why is he weird? Because my man okay. got seven million dollars in Bitcoin, and it could be like fourteen million dollars like tomorrow. It could also be like two million dollars. I w- you know what is that uh, Okun should have gotten paid his first half salary in Bitcoin because it would have tripled. Oh, my gosh, yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Just six months ago, it was like... Well, don't that. worry. If he does it, it's going to. He got six million, $6 million in Bitcoin. That's the Can only... $6 million in Bitcoin next year. It, it could be twelve. It could be twelve. It could be two. Way more. It could be more than twelve. Like it's at twenty-seven right now. When it closed today, they're talking about being a hundred by the end of next year. We're talking about capping out at maybe four hundred million dollars. How about this, Russell? One, I appreciate him for like really being about that life. Like he has been talking about Bitcoin forever. It's a part of his Twitter handle. Like it's a real thing to this man, and he's quite literally putting his money where his mouth is and saying, "I want Bitcoin over real dollars." Second, you know what my real beef is? Like, I feel like most fans kind of take the piss at him to steal from our friends across the pond. Um, 
because of his anti-lockdown stance. Like, if you follow him on Twitter, he's very much anti-lockdown and that this is ruining small businesses, which, by the way, is all 100% true. And he speaks very vocally about that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people give him a lot of shit. Um, and then they also uh, pair it with, I mean, he's not playing well. I mean, I never said that he was that the trade was worth it. Um, no one ever thought that he would be a long-term uh, option. A one-year stopgap. One-year stopgap. That's what he was. Yeah, and like you know what? They people- always start him. They are going crazy about him. Every like they're like he's not in. He's not in. Yeah, you know, like, like they want people, him there. Matt Rule wants him in the game. I just feel like a lot of people hate on him for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to hate him because he's not a good football player, fine, that's one thing. But at least the man is living up to his word. And, you Dude, know, my man ball. negotiates his own contracts. Yeah, the dude's a beast, man. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. And you know what? The only reason y'all don't love him is because we signed him five years late. We should have signed. We had the option between Matt Khalil and Russell Okun. They got paid the same amount of money, basically. You know? Like, we could have had Russell Okun for three years where he, he was, was pretty good. a whole lot better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, shout out to Brad Dugan says, as a Gators fan... Kyle Trask stock is rising. He needs to work on his arm strength and be more mobile and athletic in the Last pocket. We need another quarterback that needs an oh, no. arm strength issue. I don't think and you yeah. can work on it. Can you really yeah, work yeah, on yeah, it yeah, at I this point in your career? I don't think you can, yeah. I I'd say a lot of those things, Brad, you either have or you don't. <clears throat> you can work on accuracy. Um, you can work on um, uh, footwork. There's a lot of things that, that you can improve uh, going through your progressions. But arm strength, you either have or you don't, and mobility, you either have or you don't. And right. I've seen him Let's run. Power through Kyle, Kyle Trask will run, but he's slow, real slow. Oh, well, that's what I said. Well, all right. Well, we're not going to talk about that stuff at a- anymore. Uh, next call. <laughs> I think. If we lose the game, but if we get in a situation like Sunday, we, we got a chance to win at Dutch. No, City calling again. Uh, one thing I hope you guys focus on tonight or even talk about is playing the one team that I've grown to detest so much is the New Orleans Saints. You know, I know if we lose this game and some other teams win that we can move up in the draft. But I'm so sick and tired of losing to that Kenny Chesney from the loins of Nancy Pelosi-looking Fucking Sean Payton. I'm so sick of that piece of Kenny shit. Chesley's related to Nancy I want Pelosi. to win the game. I will understand if we lose the game. But if we get in a situation like Sunday and we got a chance to win, it does feel good to win. And I can't stand that piece of shit coach. For the Saints, he may be a good coach. But I'll tell you guys, I look at him on the sideline and his little smirky look and I just want to smack the shit out of him. And it's time that this game that we're going to lose against the Saints that we make a statement with Matt Rule starting next year or, or this Sunday, really. We start beating the shit out of that piece of shit coach. And that's all I Ooh. I've never heard Chuck not, be like that before. I'm not I, I I echo the exact same sentiment. Like, honestly, I cannot stand Sean Payton with any, like, I, like with almost – as much certainty as I could possibly have, I dislike him as a human being. And uh, this is going to sound shitty, but uh, when I found out he had COVID, I didn't even give a fuck. 
<laughs> I'm Look, the dude, opposite. Have, I'm the opposite, man. I'm the opposite. Is this? You don't want them in the end zone. You kick them out. Like, remember when Cam when they got mad at for Cam for dancing, like uh, in the end zone, and they're like, and he said, "You don't want me dancing in the end zone? Kick me out." I still and look, I don't like the Saints, but I dislike the Falcons more. I want us to lose, but at the same time, I understand that level of hatred for the Saints. I have many family members who are diehard New Orleans about, Saints fans. Is it really, if they trot out their regular team, though, like if they trot out the full strength, that that Saints defense is swarming right now, bro. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, they are, and I think uh, they're uh, Teddy Bridgewater's not going to. I was about to say not going to be able to throw the ball, did he? But we already know he's not doing that anyway. Like, they, yeah, I mean, they, all they have to do is defend the check down, and you know, rush, and they'll be able to. Uh, and they'll be able to do it, you know. So my mom um, is in the chat room in here saying we need more she's like basically saying don't be so mean to the saints because uh she's super catholic and she loves saints don't worry mom they are the evil they're like the think of this mom they're imposter saints they're like um black magic saints that's what they are they're not yeah, real saints they're not they're not real they're, yeah, they're not they're, 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 they're not they're not those kinds they're not the real ones not real. No. Next call. Hey guys, hope you're doing well. I uh, I love the podcast. It's really, it's really cool. National media doesn't give us near the love. I mean, obviously, small market team. We don't. Thanks um, for the call, bro. I found out about you guys in the roundtable. That was super cool. Hopefully, y'all can do another one of those by the end of the year. But I want to get into some thoughts on Teddy and and if I have time, Herney. Uh, Teddy, people people are going to you know, I mean, he, he hasn't been great this year. His his lack his conservatism. And his lack of arm strength limits this offense and makes it predictable. And you've seen, if anything, this offense over the last five to six weeks has gotten worse. People will continuously bring up his completion percentage. And, you know, he's a clean almost 70% of his I believe a little over 70% of his passes, which is good. But when you break it down and look at, he's bottom seven, bottom eight in yards per attempt. It's like six yards per attempt. Of course, you're going to have a high completion percentage. And, and whenever you're not elevating, you know, DJ Moore, Curtis Hamley, Robbie Anderson, arguably a top five receiving core in the league, you, it, it's pretty obvious that you aren't the guy. I mean, I, I, I don't know how much more obvious that can be for these guys. I mean, the bike, well, we've had countless chances this year, I mean, to, to come back and, and win. I mean, I value situational accuracy so much more than completion percentage. You make you, yeah. making $21 million a year. You're supposed to be held accountable to make big-time throws late in games. You, they made a clear distinction they thought that, that he was better than Cam Newton which is ridiculous to me. Cam Newton on third and fourth and ones, you know, you know how many games we lost like that the past two seasons. He, he converts almost 85 to 89% of it. I mean, I, I believe it's 89% of, of those situations. He's elite at, at whenever you need to get a yard or two. He can do that. And I think people are going to talk about how Cam has looked bad at, at times this season, and I'm going to acknowledge that. He's also rushed for 12 touchdowns. He's done that three times his career. Nobody, nobody's ever, uh, nobody's done that before. Cam, I mean, Cam is a, I mean, I, I think that there's no way we can keep going forward with Teddy. Um, True. There's no way. I, Good call. I so think far. We, we've, we've seen too much tape. We've seen too many bad things happen. And as far as I, I, I want to get a quick, few quick thoughts on Herney real quick, and I'll let you guys go. Herney, 
the 2018 draft class, Greg Little, inexcusable. Some of these con- – I understand – I kind of understand the Russell Okun thing. I think that was more of a salary dump thing. But yep. Trey Turner was a pretty good guard. No. And now, I mean, our no, offense line this year has deteriorating. Great, but I, I, I think it's been a little better than expected. I mean, we don't win matchups well. And um, really, other than Moten, there's not a really solid guy up there. But I think they've been better than expected. I think we've seen the defense, I mean, improve a lot this season. I, I, I'm i really – I think that with um, – if anything, the only two positions that I haven't seen improve this year, I would say, are the tight end position and the quarterback position. Yeah, I think I the quarterback has regret. What a good call. I think that's fair to say. Thank you, guys. Yeah, well, thank you. Thanks for joining the podcast. I love that call. And I think that's exactly right, is that we've been asking for progression in so many points. And and this is really, there's not even a reason to be upset at this point. Is like, this is exactly what we expected. Teddy just turned out to be a little bit worse than we thought. That was it. Is But uh, this defense has put the brakes on people over the last couple of weeks. They're getting better. Um, I, I think like, uh, Cody said earlier in the, in the show, the coaching staff has done ultimately done nothing but pleasantly surprised in a certain sort of way. And really the, just a big disappointment so far in the ultimate and the ultimate stain on Joe Brady and the Marty Herney and the staff together was the Teddy Bridgewater bridge. Um, but even that was a, exactly probably what they what we thought it was going to be maybe a little worse than they thought it was going to be 252-228-5098 just a couple more calls and let's get out of here hey what's up this is kevin from charleston you know i know all of us are worried about the quarterback and like what comes to the draft and shit but i really looked at the other teams ahead of us and there's very few of them actually need a quarterback or will you know i think the falcons are like 50 50 but I think we can get at least one of them. And, uh, you know, I kind of feel bad for Teddy Bridgewater a little bit, if I'm being honest, because I, too, know what it's like to suck at my job. I suck. <laughs> I, see, I see the faces of my coworkers. Oh, shit. <laughs> this fucking guy. But then I started thinking, I don't feel bad. Because fuck him. He makes 60 fucking million dollars over three years. Exactly. He yeah. makes 16 bucks. I know. I and he has a giant dick. About- <laughs> I have an average dick. The hook to the left. Like a Joey Sly field goal. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the fuck to say. I just wanted to call. Fuck it. Oh, this call is so good. That was the best it. call of the night. Oh, that my was gosh. The, that, that call was the best. Was the I just best. wanted to call. Can <laughs> oh, we play it one more time? That was really good, and it wasn't long either. That was pretty oh, fucking Oh, my good. gosh. It's wonderful. All right, next call. What's going on, C3 Nation? It's your boy, Jay Anson, and y'all up. Man, hope y'all doing Look, good. Yeah. Um, One thing. It really hard. One thing is really hard to get is some Panther fans don't understand why, you know, some Panther fans want the team to lose. It's like we already in a losing situation. We don't have, you know, close to a winning record. So why, so why even win, go and try to win out these games? You might as well, you know, lose, try to get in a position to get a, Better chance in getting to getting a better player, which means a better quarterback, 
we already see how this quarterback, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, and I mean a pile on Teddy, but, you know, he's not the quarterback that we need. And we already losing these games, so we might as well, you know, go ahead and, and get a quarterback and try to, you know, and try to build a roster and stuff like that. You know, get a franchise quarterback and build a roster. Obviously, you know, this guy ain't, this guy ain't doing it or nothing like that. But it's crazy that some Panther fans are like, yes, we got the number nine. Yes, we winning, you know, and getting on other Panther fans talking about, yeah, I want a losing culture. Nobody wants a losing culture, but as long, you know, since we are losing, let's get a better, let's get into a better place in a better <laughs> exactly. position to exactly. get a, to get a franchise quarterback. And get out of that losing situation. So, you know, just like, just like when the Panthers, you know, got the number one pick, they got Cam Newton. Guess what? They built from that. They end up getting Luke Kickley next year. We wasn't in the lottery like that, you know, since. So you want to, you want to start over and get, and build something new. You can't build nothing with Teddy Bridgewater as to, as your franchise quarterback. So you might as well get, um, might as well get a friend, you know, be in a position to get a franchise quarterback. Who knows if Trey Lance will fall to us? Because it's some, you know, being at the ninth position, some team might come up, jump up over the Panthers and get Trey Lance like no other. So I think some, you know, I think some of those fans who want Teddy to stay are being real ridiculous and not seeing the bright, you know, not seeing the um, the other side of things. You know, all right, I get it, man. Let's go. It's your boy, Brandon Herbert. I just want to say fuck C3 and fuck you, Cody. I'm glad we won. We're going to be able to draft that. that tight oh, my God. Now. Fuck you, oh, my God. Fuck you. You're fucking bright. Not as good as the here. first Brandon podcast. Herbert. Everybody's going to leave this shit-ass podcast and join mine. All right, guys? Um... <laughs> 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 Uh, Dude, I'm still dead over that. Like, uh, homeboy said, Infinite Gamer said, I'm dead. This guy has me dead. That call. <laughs> that was a fantastic yeah. Mom in the podcast, listen to that. Close your eyes like Joey. <laughs> yeah. Um, Although, I don't know. This is just, you know. <laughs> but you could still feel it prodding through his pants. <laughs> no, uh, I tried to close my eyes. My, man, my man said it hooks left like a Joey Sly field goal. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! How about that? All right. Oh, uh, so funny. All right. Um, so uh, the Panthers play the Saints. Oh, stadium capacity adjusted to less than 1,500 people. So. Um, that's it. Like, I mean, like, none of us. And why have any? Is that including exactly. the players and coaching staff? Why have any, why have any at all? If you're going to limit the amount, how are you any safer than just not making, making it so that way people Because can't. you're going to make that money off those 1,500 no, tickets, dude. You're not going to make no money. They're losing so much. The world's waiting till next year. When the tax receipts come in oh, and the gosh. reduced spending comes in, like, think about this is that all of this is going to catch up? You cannot tell me the NFL made just as much money. 
I'm sorry. No like, it's impossible. It's mm-hmm. impossible that it that, that, that maybe. TV. Well, they, well, no, they couldn't have made more money, right? They made the same money they would have made on TV, right? I don't think ABC was like, "Oh God, we're gonna pay you more." Yeah, well, the the players and the like coaches owners side made just as much money because they get their cut. I think the NFL as a corporation was the one who took the hit. Yeah. You know, the owners and everybody's not taking a, not taking a hit on that. Well, they are because they're not selling the are hot they? dogs. They're not selling the beers. They're not selling. That's true. You know, I didn't I mean, think about that. I guess that is their profit. They're You're making. Right. Uh, they're losing a ton of money. Yeah. I mean, shit. The Hornets are playing games right now that are not on TV, and no one's wow. at. Wow. Yeah, you can't tell to. me. You can't tell me that that is not going to have an effect. And by the way, now. As a matter of fact, that might be my ice up pick. But now the super strain of COVID has uh, hit uh, Colorado. So whatever, dude. Round two is right around the corner. COVID-27. Here it comes. All right. uh, Look, I'm ready to go. I think we should. I mean, at the end of the day, like, really, what are we going to say about this Saints? Uh, Oh, oh, okay. Let me ask. I do have a question about the Saints for you. Are they legit? Are they? Can they win the Super Bowl? No, uh, I don't think so. Not with Drew Brees at the helm. Yeah, no. What if you put in the Storming Mormon? Would they be better, Cody? Nope. No, I don't think that they're going to beat the. Pa- I don't think they would beat the Packers. What happens? In the Super Bowl. What happened to your boy? Oh God. Y'all try to push me into all this fucking crazy shit, man. Uh, <laughs> listen, I don't think that easy. the Saints beat the Packers. Uh, I don't think, um, and I, even if they made it to the Super Bowl, I don't see them beating Kansas City or right. or, or Buffalo Bills. Yeah, or Buffalo. By the way, Buffalo right now that's my Super Bowl pick. Hey, I'm not gonna I'm lie, man. I, I think I could agree with that. Jared Allen won my fantasy Not only is that who I think will win, nope. but I genuinely believe that the Buffalo Bills are the best team in football, and it doesn't feel weird to pull for them. No, I, 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 I can I, agree I, with that, yeah. I, I made this point on Twitter. The Buffalo Bills did everything for Josh Allen that we should have done for Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. They put a legitimate offensive line around him. They put a, an incredible offensive play caller as his offensive coordinator. And this year, they gave him a legitimate number one wide receiver. Okay, what what you are looking at with the Buffalo Bills would have been the best case scenario for what Carolina could have built when they had the opportunity to do it but didn't. And it's not surprising that Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean had their parts here in Carolina and then had their chance to do it over in Buffalo and did it better the second time around. I'm pulling for the Bills, man. Yeah. Straight up. All right. Um, all right. So C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com. The number is 252-228-5098. we got one last post-game show coming up uh, after the Saints game. We're here every Tuesday night, live, 9 p.m. Haven't missed a week. Uh, we've moved a, a day once or twice in the last eight years. That's right. I'd be traveling all across the country, world at times and still doing the podcast. So I appreciate your support, and I do it just because tonight that I didn't even want to do this tonight. Like I was like, Ugh. and guess what? I had a ton of fun hanging out and talking to my homeboys. Uh, the end of the show, we finish it up with the ice up picks. 
This is our homage to Steve Smith. And uh, this is when we tell uh, people in the world, everybody's fair game, by the way. And it goes back to when Steve Smith told uh, a kid, Talib Kweli, which is the rapper I know, guys, is whatever his name, Akib Talib, Talib, whatever. Yeah. When he told him to ice up. And this is our homage uh to him where we try to uh well we to anybody's fair game you tell anybody to ice up toughen up to get it together um who wants to go first tonight and greg i did get your video cool you got mine you can do it whenever you want to man i'll so. I'll, uh, I'll go first just because yeah. mine's ease fast them in. Ease them in. yeah ease them in yeah so listen i'm dumb and maybe i'm just talking a whole lot of shit that i don't know about uh, which is what I probably normally do, but uh, apparently, like I just mentioned, there is now this. Um, if you've been paying attention, there's like this much quicker, faster spreading COVID uh, that's been going around in the UK, and uh, a lot of people have been talking about it. And then today, for the first time, it was confirmed that someone in Colorado has it. Now, get this. The person who has it is a young 20-year-old male who never travels, ha- has not traveled outside of the country, hasn't done any kind of substantial traveling, yet he has the COVID from the UK. How? Like, if he's the only one that has it, then that much mean, must mean someone from the UK came to Colorado, infected him, and then affected a whole bunch of other people. Like, I don't know. It's it, People get mad at you for asking questions or that it just mutated. Yeah. But but it's like people, uh, people like are are still quick to want to call you a conspiracy theorist or this or that. No, man, just ask questions. Like if something doesn't make sense to you, that's okay. It's allowed to not make sense. Even if the supposed trusted news sources are telling you something, it's okay for you to question the narrative that you hear. And to me, I don't know, man. A lot of it is just... It's also okay to believe it if, if you study it and you feel like it's right. But yeah. it's just, it's, like you said, don't don't just blindly follow it. I agree with yeah. that, dude. 100%. 100%. So uh, to, uh, I don't know, to our to people who, who just believe everything that they hear, hook, line, Sheep. and finger, yeah, it's a deceit, man. Ice up, son. All right. Uh, Greg, you want to go next? Should yeah, we just I can play the video uh, straight up, or do you want to introduce it? I'll introduce it a little bit just because I want to give a warning. Um, yeah, I, I just saw a video today, uh, and it's of uh, two guys who are having a confrontation in a gas station. I'm sure some of y'all probably already seen this. There's some language in it that I don't like, and I normally wouldn't promote this kind of a video except for the way it ends. And it's just, it's. I think the guy who t- tweeted out that I saw it was, was poetry, and it is. It's, it's great. I love the way it ends, the way it should. Um, but just beware, there are some there's some language in it that I'm you know not really a fan of putting out. So. Yeah, yeah, is that we don't support uh, this type of behavior again, mm-hmm. uh, and that's part like of it. Is. Is, you know what is? How about this? Is you know what I do support is that when you behave a certain way, it gets you deserve to get fucked up. You get a consequence. This is a consequence. Yeah. So here yeah. we go. Here mm-hmm. it is. Brace your ears, especially if you don't like the N-word. Mm-hmm. I'm the same thing all day, all, every day. Are you kidding me? 
Where are you from, nigga? Where are you from? Where are you from? Where the fuck you from, nigga? You from here? Get the fuck out of here, you a clown, nigga. Oh, God, you a clown, nigga. You from here? You a clown. I like how this, this is my favorite part, homeboy drop. This is funny. Like, it was the best part when he was talking trash about him dropping it. That's what enough to get knocked out. And hey, man, you know, I'm like, not the dude who got knocked out. It's the white guy dropping it because you're you're the kind of person that's wrong with this world uh you know i I don't know anything about what was going on in the beginning of the conversation or how it all started but it's just never should get to that point it's just ridiculous and i can't stand it and that guy got what he deserved i feel like he deserved a little worse than that but he at least got something for what did and was it it as bad as it looked or was that just uh and ck would know this is ck still here yeah i'm here is that about is that what you call a bang energy drink right there <laughs> hey. Yeah, I would say definitely uh a bang energy drink for sure. Uh definitely I, I didn't realize that it actually had the sound effect come along with it. Oh, well, awesome. so. Boom. Hey, hit the, they hit the hoodie and the blowfish on that mug. And so to dickheads in the gas station, uh ice up and not ice up, yeah, to if you slap somebody in the face with a bank energy drink, <laughs> also very cool. Oh, sorry, mom. My mom's still here. All right, uh, CK, <laughs> sorry, what you got? Mom. No, hang on, um, mom. You can hear my ice up pick. It's about my situation with my thumb. So, CK, you got one for us? Nah, you guys go ahead. What? I might come up with one. I might come up with one. All right, all right. So, my ice up pick has to do. So, I broke my thumb December tenth. Um, and I walloped it good, broke it good. It was a Friday. So I go on a Friday. Uh, well, it was a Thursday that I broke it Friday. It was like after t- hours. So like, we're, what are they really going to do tonight? So we wait till tomorrow, you know, cause you don't want to go to the emergency room and spend all the money, man. Like, so go get this x-ray and on a Friday because of COVID, they can't, like, they're like, we'll call you with the results. Like, you just leave, and we'll look at it and tell you what happened. So they call me back up, and it's fractured. Like, I mean, fractured, fractured. Like, well, they don't even tell me that. They just say it's broke. You need to go to Sports Med on. You need to go to Sports Med. This is funny. This is where, this is part, and this isn't even the ice up pick, but it's a funny part. So this is on Friday. They call me up, and the Sports Med people are like, we'd like to schedule an appointment with you. I mean, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, well, let's do this. And they were like, the earliest we got is uh, January 4th. I was like, yo. I wasn't even worried about my thumb, like, being that jacked up. At this point, I screwed up with my health insurance. I swear to God, I, I missed the open enrollment with my insurance. So I have very good insurance right now. But at the first of the year, it goes from the 80-20 program to the 70-30 not a giant jump off, but like anything that it just, it does stink. Like just because I missed this two week window of signing up on the internet, you know, something stupid. So I was like, uh, well, if we could squeeze this in before the first, that would be really a great thing for me. Right. So I go, and they're like, okay, well, she was like, I'll call, I'll call this. And she was like, you can come in Monday. 
So it goes from January 4th to like January 21st, which is awesome. But the mugs are like, your thumb is jacked up. <laughs> it is broke as a mug. Like you shouldn't have waited to January 4th. Like if I would have waited in the first place, it would have been terrible. So anyway, uh, he said, come back in two weeks and we'll see how it looks. And I come back, I wear this big splint. And it was a clean, clean break all the way across, like a straight fracture. It was like beautiful, mm. like in a good way, right? But yeah. a major, major break. And he goes, uh, so he, so I go back yesterday. Again, by the way, I would have never been seen yet if I would have stuck to their timeline. I'm already on my second visit by this point. Mm. And he goes, oh, it's moved. You got to go see a surgeon. Like, I mean, like the, it's worse, you know, it's getting, it's not getting better. It's getting worse. So I'm like, all right. He said, uh, because of the bone in your hand and I live in Greenville, North Carolina, we have a teaching hospital, right? We have a very nice husband. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you would think, but Raleigh Durham is not that far away. He goes, look, there's some good doctors around here, but the people I trust with this kind of thing are in Raleigh. I was like, all right, well, like, whatever you think is best, homie. Like, I mean, it's an hour drive for me. It's not that big of a deal. Like, I'll go. Mm -hmm. So I go to Raleigh today. They get me an appointment. The next, by the way, this is my third appointment before January 4th, which I would have, and the doctor, when I saw him today, was like, oh, it's been three weeks. Like, what's taking so long? <laughs> like, he was like, why haven't you been here earlier? So I go to this supposed specialist. This is where the ice up pick comes in. I go to this, like, to the sophisticated Raleigh doctors. Mm -hmm. And I go in there and we spend, you know, it's, it's fine. It's nothing wrong. Sit down. My wife's in there with me. And the doctor comes in. The surgeon comes in. And he's like, your thumb looks great, homie. It's awesome. Like, this is the best. They did such a good job. He misread the x-rays. Like, he looked at my first x-ray and thought it was my second instead uh -huh. of the second one. And I was like, dude, I was like, bro, I am. I didn't come here because they did a good job. I came here because my shit's fucked up more. And he was like, oh, oh, they must have got the dates wrong. I was like, dude, they didn't get the dates wrong. The computer, wrong. <laughs> the computer stamps the time stamp on it, bro. They didn't have a choice. So I'm like, all right. I mean, he just, he was, he was doing a lot. So no big deal. You know what I mean? Like you can give some people some slack. So I'm like, all right. And he's like, oh, as soon as I said that, he goes, well, then you're going to need surgery. <laughs> he goes like he, his mind was like, oh, I had it backwards. I'm like, all right, no big deal. This is where the super oh. ice up pick comes in. So I'm all right. Sophisticated doctor. Has Miss already read the x-rays in a hurry? So you can hear him outside the door, like, dictating to everything. He's like, it's a angular fracture that's going to have to be repaired. He's talking this. And then he tells the nurse, he goes, go back in there and wrap the splint up. Like, the one I already have. Like, all it is is an ace bandage. Look. Mm-hmm just the ace bandage around a hard split mm -hmm. so i swear to god this is what happened this is where it gets fucking crazy <laughs> so this nurse comes in 
and she grabs my splint. She looks at it, and she puts it on. And she, first of all, she wraps it completely backwards, like from the bottom up. I'm like, you know my thumb's the problem, not my elbow. But, okay. So maybe you know what you're doing. She gets halfway. She starts wrapping it, and she goes, I don't know how this works. And throws what? the and puts the ace bandage down, and then she goes, "I'm gonna use ours," and then pulls another ace. So the difference is, is this: this ace bandage has Velcro on the edge, mm-hmm. and the one that I already had on didn't. But the nurse said, "I don't." Know, the her exact words was, "I don't know how this works," <laughs> and then dropped the ace bandage. I was like. What do you mean you don't know how the ace bandage wow. works, bro? It's like, what if you walk, What if you got in a different car? What if you drove a Ford and you got in? Somebody was like, I need you to drive me to the store. I've been drinking too much. And they got in a Toyota and they were like, I don't know how this Toyota works. Right. <laughs> like, I was just like, oh, my God. So she then wrapped it terribly. My wife rewrapped it. And now I have to have surgery. I'm getting surgery on Thursday. And I swear, if this one lady walks in the OR, I'm running. <laughs> she looked at that Band-Aid. She said, I don't know how this Band-Aid works. I was like, you're a nurse. It's an ace bandage. You just wrap it around. <laughs> you wrap it around and you tuck it. You tape it. She was like, I don't know how this works. I was like, <laughs> ice up. I don't trust you no more. That's all right, crazy. Man. That's all I got. Hey, uh, you you know that the podcast has gone too long when my cat is like, "Hey man, all right, we're out of here." Let you see him. Oh, so uh, Thursday surgery for me, guys. It's gonna be crazy. I'm happy to year. Good luck, man. Yeah, yeah. no, it's not gonna be that big of a deal. Yeah, I, I've heard a lot of people say recently that they like what anesthesia does to them. <laughs> there are people that are like, Dude, "What's that?" I don't know what that. I don't know how that works. Oh, it's just a level of fuck it that you're not ready for, though. But listen, let let me tell you though, as someone who has had many procedures in their lifetime, that I've had uh, them put too much anesthesia, so much so that I still smelled of it like four (laughs) days after my procedure. It is fucking terrible, bro. Mm. That's a promise. It's uh, it smells so bad. All right, C3 Panthers Podcast. My name's Tony Dunn. The number's 252-228-5098. Uh, Lucid Proximity said, I used to live off of Fire Tower Road, G Vegas. What's up? Yeah, man, I live, like, off of Charles, which is connects to Fire Tower. Been here all my life. Um, Cody Lashney, where can they follow your work? Uh, follow me on Twitter, at Cody Lax, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. Uh, we have a brand new mock draft coming out tomorrow on drafttech.com with full comments for the first round pick for the Carolina Panthers written by yours truly. Check it out, drafttech.com tomorrow. I don't know how draft, uh, how mock drafts work, but I mean, if they're like ace bandages, <laughs> I don't know how this works. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how this works, but I guess it's fake. Greg, where are they, where are you at? 
Uh, you can find me at the Bat Daddy Fifty Two on Twitter. Uh, check me out there to, if you just want to hit me up personally, and then check me out on the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network. Uh, you can find all the other shows I do. We got a whole bunch of shows. Seven days a week, we're dropping something. So check us out. CK, you can find me on Facebook.gg or Facebook Gaming Streaming. Uh, Co Dizzle Allen uh, most nights at ten p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and uh, don't be surprised if you see me play some Warzone. All right. Uh, you guys will be here uh, after the game on Sunday. Thank God it's the last one. And, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not, that's mean. But, you know, we're getting, and uh, we're here every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. until we quit. And uh, until then, smash the thumbs up button. Keep pounding. Or I'll have to Keep surgically pounding. repair you. We'll talk to you on t- uh, Sunday and Tuesday. Until then, keep pounding. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.